Hey everybody, this is Joel. And I'm Kyron. And this week, we'd like to introduce you to the HD remaster of the Dialogue Options podcast. Another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? It's my weekend, so I'm feeling good. Nice. I've got a day off today. That's, that's uh, something. So it's better than it's, better than no days off. It's better than no days off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I've got like No tomorrow, days off is like the worst. I've got like tomorrow day off. I'm doing clothes shift tomorrow night, so that'll be, that'll be fun. So yay, um, <laughs> yeah, it a hectic night at work last night, but you know, that's my life right now. I'm actually, uh, I, this is kind of video games related. After we finish recording, I'm going to go meet my wife in the city. She's having high tea with her mum and sister and auntie at the moment, but I'm going to go meet her in the city. We're going to go check out um, Be Lucky and Sons, which is a new uh, venue that's opened up by the company that owns my venue, Strike. Um, and it's basically like an adult arcade that's set in like a, a like an old old timey British pawn shop, um, like as in porn, P A W N, not like sexy time. Porn. I, I mean, I figured as much, but it is also I, good to clarify. I thought so I'd better clarify because it's hard to get across. Like those words are there is no way to de- like differentiate between those two words without seeing it written down. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. Like it's like a whole bunch of arcade machines and like redemption prizes and there's some of their their prizes they've got are pretty hectic like they've got like game boy colors and stuff like that like all this old random crap sorry but the the winner for the best prize as far as redemption arcades goes is the one at high point that had that first four figures uh samus statue in her light suit from metro prime 2 yeah way like so many tickets and i just wanted to smash that glass and steal it (laughs) <laughs> because it's never gonna get no one's ever gonna claim it. Eventually someone's just gonna decide to take it home. Karen, I'm slowly like chipping away at like tickets oh, okay. at, that, at that one. So yep. like if I ever get to that point, you know, you're gonna get like the best Christmas present ever. <laughs> and then we'll have to just uh, Joel, do the math because I want you to weigh up the cost of that versus just buying it for like six hundred dollars from Big well, see, Bad Toy Store. Here's the thing though, like I if I just chip away at it and just play play games, every time I go in there, I'm like, I use the same card. It's just accumulating tickets when I'm just playing games and having fun. I don't care. It's fine. I don't notice it. It's fine. Instead of like one big hit of money, it's like, you know, it's like paying off a loan. <laughs> for, it's like a, like paying I'm, off a loan for a statue. I'm after paying it. It's fine. I'm using afterpay oh. To, oh. Pay, to pay for it via playing video games. It's fine. Afterpay. Yeah. I I'm a big advocate for afterpay. I have no problem. With I it. think it's completely just dependent on like there are some things that are like you can put this on afterpay, and I can only think like if it's you, you no you don't if you have to afterpay some items maybe you don't need them that badly. Yeah, like there's yeah. things I definitely get it for though. Don't get me wrong. 
well, like, but as someone my... who works in a, in a retail a retail store, yeah, people will be like, oh, I want to put this on through Afterpay. You're just like, ah, oh, you... really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, okay, but really, <laughs> like, I, I, like, I, for, like, I think the most I've put on, of something on Afterpay was my Joy Cons, and they were like, I yes, think, yeah, a hundred and eight dollars or like with shipping, and that was from your from your work. Um, it was. I like it was because they were on sale, and I'm like, "Fuck it!" And I'm like, "Oh, I haven't got paid yet." And I'm like, "I've got a bit of money there." Okay, what I'll do? And I remember they had afterpay. I'm like, "Fuck it!" I'll just put it on afterpay. And then like when I got paid, I paid a little bit extra. And so like every time I got paid, I just paid it off. And I was like, I paid off well yeah. and truly before like the six weeks I had to pay it off. And I'm like, "Yep, cool, done." And I got it shipped. It was all good. Everything's fine. I'm like, "Yeah, if I do it every now and then, like, and things like like I think some like." concert tickets like festival tickets you can get on like an afterpay system now which is cool which i think is great because like you want to go but like that's a big amount of money to put up straight away so you just be like yeah cool i'll just check on an afterpay i'll pay it off i've still got my ticket i'm going it's all good so yeah yeah but- i don't want to see my i'm in complete condemnation of it but i've just seen some purchases go through on afterpay but i'm sort of just like yeah. well you probably didn't need to do that but okay yeah, no, it can get, it can, it's a little touch and go, but like, I, I, I've actually been pretty restrained with it, to be honest, but like, it's, it's good. I've been, Self-restraint I've, is good. I've been, uh, I've been using Wish, man. I know that sounds sketchy as fuck, but the two things I, I bought. Well, I've seen this pop up on my Facebook, like, has like ads, this Wish honestly, thing. Honestly, the two things I've bought from it have been pretty good, like pretty decent. I bought a new set of metal dice, which... Metal dice, if you buy from other retailers, can cost up, like, you know, it can start at, like, 30 or $40 for a set. Um, I got mine for 20 bucks with shipping. They arrived. They're good. I rolled really well the last time I played with them. So I'm like, yep, good purchase. And didn't, then I just... Didn't didn't sell out any kids again? Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> let's fucking... Let's bring that... Drag that old chestnut up again. Um, ah, it's not that old of a chestnut, though, is it, really? Look, look, I'm trying to put it in the past. Let's put it that way. Um, but I also got a new backpack that arrived recently as well. Looks really cool. Oh, nice! But, Backpacks yeah. are important; they're helpful. Yeah, I got a smaller one, I re- so because I, I, otherwise I put too much shit in it. So I remember as a kid, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, bag." Yep. But now, like as a as an an adult man, like I'm so keen to get into packs with my fucking backpack. <laughs> yep. I'm also keen Just to get full into of packs. useful shit. Exactly. Like, well, see, mine's not overly big, but like it's all made of like material. Well, oh, okay. compartments, but it's all made of material. So I've already got a few pins that I had on my other bag on the strap, but now I'm going to cover the whole thing in pins. I've already bought quite a few. Um, well, I had three. Then I found one at work that's like the Disney castle, which was no one came back for it. So I'm like, well, this is mine now. Uh, and then I also bought uh, Poe Dameron's X-Wing because it's really cool. And nice. then I, or, or, or I also ordered a couple of um, the limited edition Jeff... Uh, Ramsey collection pins as well. I tell you, I tell you what, man. I went there to buy um, a couple of his shirts. Yep. Already sold out. Yep. Bombed me out big time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went to buy one too, but they only had smalls left, and I'm like, all right. Well, I was like, oh uh, fuck it, I'll get the pins instead. And then I look when I ordered it, like I was looking at the description. It was like, yeah, limited to 500 worldwide, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> so I'll get I those, really, those shirts were really good, man. Yeah, the fucking popsicle one. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I've got that as a pin now. So it's like the pink pop. Yeah, I I briefly hovered over the pins, mm. but decided against it. But yeah, yeah, 
Well, I got Bombed that one. And I got the the ice cream one as well. The the ice cream cone with the scoops. Oh yeah. 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 So I got those ones because they look dope, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna, I want those." So, and I just got my bag in the mail, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's go." Um, yeah. So yeah, I've my lanyard is just covered in pins that I have to yeah. sort of. Especially my uh, anime was a mistake one. What a great pin yep. purchase that was. Yep. I'm, well, I'm, I'm keen gonna... to see what sort of pins I'll have at Sanshi this year. That's what I'm going to raid. I'm going to just give me all the Persona ones. Like, I'm going to yeah, buy get the, the two, fucking... Get, get the school ones. The school ones? Oh, Absolutely. Man, I hope there's one for the Persona 5 school. I, I Surely. Surely. Because they've got... I could Google they? right now, but... I, say they, I thought they had Persona 5 stuff. Maybe not. No. Insert I mean... Coin's got Persona 5 stuff. I mean, I don't think Insert Coin has the exclusive on it. No, no, no. I don't think they do either, but it's just that their 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 shtick is that it's like, it is officially licensed, and I, I know that Sanji had that as well, so <clears throat> they've had a good relationship with them. Yeah, because like, I looked at the Insert Coin stuff, and it was cool, but man, I really like the, the Sanji stuff. Yeah, I, the, I wanted the fucking bomber jacket, but it's just, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. I couldn't justify it. I was like, oh no. Uh, Actually, the Morgana shirt's pretty cool too. It was a oh shit. Which some website got a very cool Futaba Sakura shirt in, and I don't remember where it was. Ooh. I got an email bad, and now I've said this, it's just gone, and I, I'm so sorry, everyone. No, no. <laughs> um, I cannot remember where it was. Uh, well, have you got up to anything interesting this week, Karen? Uh, not really. Uh, again, just boring old adult life. I spoke last week about the Viking exhibition I went to, which was neat. Oh, yes. uh, I I am going to the movies tonight, Joel, to see a movie called The Meg. Oh, you're going to see be... The Meg. I'm going to see The Meg, man. Awesome. I'm going awesome. to watch a big old shark eat people. Yep. And but, Jason uh... Statham trying to fight it. Yeah. <laughs> Being yeah. Jason Statham. Yeah, exactly. I assume. Uh, but apart from that, um, not really. Just work and playing less video games that I'd like. Been watching a bit of anime, yes. a little bit of anime. Yes, been partaking because in of the anime because of you. You've been oh, yeah. watching My Hero Academia, and you were like, you reminded me that I need to get on season three because I'm like yeah. ten episodes behind now. Yep. But uh, but apart r- from that, not not a great deal. Well, yes, My Hero though. Academia is real. We did hang out. Yeah, yeah. You were you were up early, and you dropped off a lovely shirt for me. I did, yes. Your freezer shirt from Uniqlo finally got delivered that to you that I've had sitting here attached to your suit that's been here for My a little suit. while as well. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck it, I do, cannot forget this this time." It's like three times I've forgotten uh, it. So, um, but, but yeah, uh, yeah, man, Uni- Uniqlo do good shirts, and it's a they very do. comfy shirt. Oh yeah, I just bought the fucking Overwatch ones. I got my Diva nice. shirts. They look dope. Um. But yeah, no, I can I come up to Benio, hung out with uh with yourself and uh and your housemates and caught up with some friends, caught up with the uh, point and click guys, Kyron. Uh yes. I, I have now met Joshua Cotter in person. We have He's met. a real person. He not is, just like a, a simulated like video image on their video podcasts. Yeah, he did actually he did okay. that was one of the first things he said to me. I was like, Hey, nice to meet you and he was like, Yeah, I'm real and I was like, Yay. <laughs> It, look, then, it's like, good to have confirmation. Like, you never know these days. Yep. And it literally took, I think, about two minutes before we started talking about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and then it was on. So, um, but no. Kingdom Hearts is real good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was really good to, to catch up with him and also with Josh and Lauren as well. 
we had a, a good old time talking about all the good things like video games and anime and all that fun stuff. But yeah, um, well, I think that's about it for our our weekly catch up of uh, our daily lives. Yeah, what it's like? What are you doing in your adult lives that aren't video games? Usually, exactly, the answer yeah. is working and catching up. It's the the free time to... segment of the of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. The free space on the bingo card. The free play. Oh, man, we shouldn't call it free play and just have, like, a bumper for it. I don't know if it's worth it. Anyway. <laughs> speaking of bumpers, yeah, though, it, though. Well, uh, speaking of bumpers, though, I feel like it's time that we checked in with our quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. You like what I did there with the... Uh, it was a good segue. segue? Yeah, I'm getting better, I feel bad right? because... I feel like our quest log will be a bit briefer than usual. <laughs> it's going to be real short. I don't know if it warrants... Talking about things that don't warrant a bumper, I don't know if it warrants one this week, but anyway. Um, That's okay. Yes. I, I might have just thought of something I can inject in to, to okay. like bump it up a little bit. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. Um, well, of course, our, our, uh, our quest log is what we've been playing each week, um, where we check in with all the, uh, the daily grind of stuff that we've been playing on the reg. Um, yeah, look... It's pretty, not quiet dead on cells. my... It's yeah, dead it's cells. Dead, it's dead cells. That's all I've been playing. Um, I've calmed down a little bit on it now. Uh, I've sort of not really been um, playing it as much, mainly just because I've been working and things as well. But like, I'm still loving it. I'm still plugging away at it. It's just a fucking good game. It's a really solid it game. Is. And I love it. So, I've also slowed down on it a little bit, but it's purely because... I am just finding myself unable to progress past a certain point. Right. So I've definitely taken a step back in the last few days to be like, no, maybe I'll come back to it in a week or two or three or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I still can't deny just how fun it is to play. Yep. It's just a good... The feedback from that game is really good. It's just a really solid gameplay loop and I really like it. So, um, But yeah, not much. We, we blew it out pretty hardcore last week and not much has changed. I've only made it a little bit no. further, I think. So... Um, in my in my runs, but uh, yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I also started playing Akami HD. Um, I've played about two hours of it, so I'm not going to talk about it too much this week. Uh, but I will say, I'm enjoying it thoroughly so far, thus far. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really good game. I'm so mm. excited that people are. I mean, because it did come out on uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Yep. In HD, I think, like, I don't know if it was last. It was a while ago now. And people were and like, when's the Switch version happening? And I'm glad it's finally here because yeah. this is a game that's just going to benefit from existing in handheld mode. Abs- that's exactly how I've been playing it. Um, and especially Goodness. considering, like, the uh, the Celestial Brush stuff with the touchscreen. Um, exactly. I don't like touching my touchscreen all that much because it is just the biggest fingerprint trap ever. But, um, yeah, I... I what I've played of it so far, I use it every now and then, and I'm like, it's pretty good. And like using the the thumbsticks actually not too bad either. Um, it's just a little clunkier. I historically I have a I have a bad history with uh, right. the with the Akami like Celestial Bright. Not the combat. Combat's okay. fine. Yep. There's there's a particular character that you'll run into through your adventures, which gave me a hard time with some unresponsive controls. Right, but like on even motion ones, when I played it on a, an actual controller, because I think I picked it was, I think I got it on PS3 at some point. Yeah, I think but it was on PS3, on, 
Yeah, maybe it was. And either way, like on the actual controller, that particular character was no issue to me. So it's clearly a motion control issue. But I'm curious to know how it is with touchscreen. Yeah. Because even when I was playing it with like wagging the, the like flinging the Wii around, I'm like, man, this would be great with a stylus or like just yeah. a touchscreen. <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm ex- I'm gonna give it a go in like like docked mode with the motion controls to see if they're how how they fare with the Joy Cons because I think that's pretty good setup as well. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I'll give it a go and see how we go. Um, I, yeah. I got to blow your mind, Joel, because you had no idea that 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 okami was by some of the guys who went on to become platinum so you're welcome exactly thank you for that uh it just made me love what little i played of that game so far even more so uh yeah i'm really enjoying it i i will bust it open next week when i've had a good chance to sort of get into the weeds with it um but for now that's all i've really played i haven't even played any more assassin's creed um I don't even know what I've done this week. Uh, well, going back to Bendigo, I had limited options. So, we played Smash. <laughs> uh, we did play Smash, yeah. We played Smash Wii U. That was fun. It was good. Got it's me it's nice sometimes to so. remember that the Wii U had at least one game that makes it worth plugging in for. <laughs> That's all right. All, all the, all the, all the, they, there was a few good games, and it just so happens they're all coming out for the Switch now. So Exactly. So you don't um, need your Wii U anymore. There's another one that got announced this week too, so... I, I I won't say it because I don't know if it's a story that you've brought or not, but for for later on. But it did get announced that um one other game's coming to the the Switch, so a Wii U port, basically. I'm not sure. Well, we'll have to dig into that in Dope or Nope. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, a little bit of a tease there. But uh, yeah, that's it for me. Have you been playing anything more, Kai? Okay. Anything else? Uh, so I played a little bit more of Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay. I'm still, I still am not at the point where I'm just like willing to plow through a long play session of that game. Right. Like I'll boot it up for an hour, do a couple of side quests and then jump out. But I'm not, I'm trying to think of a good comparison. But if you're thinking like open world RPG, it's not like when I was playing The Witcher 3 and like just like I would get home from work and just play the game like from seven until midnight and be like this, this five hour window here is yep. just Witcher. But yeah origins isn't really grabbing me in that way it's still it's still pretty solid i saw a very concerning news story about odyssey last week or like oh. a, a concerning headline with uh ubisoft bragging about how they're like yeah man like origins was pretty long but we've made odyssey even longer and i was just like oh, no please okay. <laughs> no don't do that see uh, scaring me away very quickly yeah see i found playing the um the like when you get like if you go to like the story quests i think the actual story quests are interesting and and different and and stuff like that but then like but I, when i'm, I'm, I'm not coming... wired to work that way right okay but i see what i've been doing is when i come back from a story quest I'll, I'll purposely or going to a story quest i'll like tag stuff on the way i'll be like all right there's a question mark there there's a fucking hippopotamus settlement there i'll come back for that some crocodiles i'll get some cool resources from that and then like go do the side quest and then i'll travel back and on the way back i'll be like yep yeah, cool stop here stop here stop here stop here and like cover it all that way um nice yeah it's, uh, it's my formulaic way of approaching that game <laughs> i have to say some of the side quest setups are pretty weird and yeah. I, that could be nearly just a fun thing to discuss i don't know in a future episode but like i think it's very important for a side quest like 
for it to feel natural. And for one of them, I literally had to enter some stranger's house and talk to them. And I was like, would Bayek would just do this? Would he just like walk into some stranger's house and be like, hey, what, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah. You don't know this person. You yeah. don't know them. Why are you doing heard, this? It's like, I don't know. I heard that you need help. Me as weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How? Uh, the question mark on the map told me. Yeah. The yeah. map? What's he talking I, uh, about? I saw it outside. <laughs> it was hovering above it. I don't know. Uh, my eagle told me. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. My eagle told me. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's just it's a weird so, thing. Yeah, it is weird. And, like, it's it's not exclusive to this game. It's just when I did that, it made me think about how often in Psychoist I'm like, was that natural? Right. Would I do that? Would I just kick in the door on someone's house and be like, hey, what do you need? It's like, <laughs> probably not. Just that me. Would, but That would be an interesting topic of conversation, talking about, like, side quests in games and things like that. We might we might revisit that maybe on a slow news week one week. Yeah. That could be fun. Uh, but apart from that, this is one I just I literally just remembered. And I, I wasn't going to bring it up because I feel like I'm going to be a massive, massive downer on it. Okay. But I played a couple of matches of Dead by Daylight last weekend. Right. Okay. It was a plus game being given away for subscribers to plus. Yep. Basic setup is 4v1 sort of evolved style game where four people are survivors. One person is like a killer, has to hunt down the people, blah, 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 blah. And it's all I told didn't... through the it's it's all told through like the veil of like a like a eighties slasher flick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. Um so I was playing it I played as the survivors, and I gotta say, didn't care for it, unfortunately. And it's it's not because it's bad. Right. But it's because a lot of the areas are procedurally generated. Okay. And it's hard being, I, guess, I think it's also hard being in a voice chat with the person playing as the killer as well, because right. you can't exactly call out to your teammates where you are. So maybe that was a mistake we made, but I don't know. You want to have everyone involved if you're doing a party game. Yeah. Well, uh, were, you, were you using like party chat or were you using the in-game chat? Party chat. Okay. Because maybe if you use the in-game chat, like in lobbies, you can all talk together, but as soon as the game starts, it splits you up maybe. I, I feel bad because I, I still want to include the other person in, in the conversation. Yeah. Because honestly, it wasn't being taken seriously. It was mostly just goofing around. Yeah. Well, I think that's what a lot of people like. That's a get out of that game, really, when it comes and that and like Friday the Thirteenth. Um, because I downloaded it all like fourteen gig of it. I felt so bad about this. And I was like, yeah, cool. And then I was at work, and you guys were like, yeah, we're gonna play. I'm like, great. When I get home, I'll jump in, or like tomorrow, I'll jump in with you guys. Well, let's do it. And then, like, it was busy at work, so I didn't get a chance to check my phone all that much. But every now and then I'd check my phone, and it was like, yeah, we're playing. Oh, it's not that great. And then, literally, our friend Ben was just like, yeah, hey, Joel, it's probably not worth the download. I'm like, I've already, I've already downloaded it. It's... And I got home, and I was like, well, I guess I'll delete this then, because I needed space for something else anyway. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. I mean, look, the good news is, every if we ever feel like playing it again, it's always there. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, because basically as a survivor your primary goal was to sort of run around the environment and just like fix generators to power yep. a door so you can get out i think right but unfortunately the, the process of fixing a generator is literally holding a button occasionally you want to flick the left stick i think if there's like a, a quick little qte pops up but yeah as a survivor the gameplay wasn't super engaging and i think that's sort of where i dropped off right but I mean, again, 
I don't want to condemn this game too much because I didn't pay for it and it's a cool idea. Like I remember being yeah. interested when they announced it and back when Friday the 13th came out, but unfortunately it just didn't grab me and I just wasn't having fun really. Like there it was are, okay. There are like progression trees and stuff for like the survivors and the killers aren't there as well. I think so, but again, it all just felt like there was a bit too much going on on that end of the the game. Like, there was perks okay. and stuff as well, but right. I was like, I don't know if I want to burn these perks, if they're, like, one-time use or how many times I can use them or any of this. It sort of reminds me of when we played um, Killing Floor 2 in that sense. Oh, okay. Remember how, like, all the characters had, like, progression and stuff there as well? It's sort of like, what's happening? This, it, this feels too much right here. I don't the, know. The thing that turned me off Killing Floor 2, though, was the fact that that game was a game that, I mean, we didn't pay for it. We got it for free, but through um, Plus, but like, that's a, that's a not full price game, but it is a game that you pay money for that still has a lot of microtransactions in it. And that like, were tied to certain things. Like you, you got like, wasn't it? You got like loot boxes, but you could only open them by buying keys. So like you earned loot I... boxes, but you only, you had to buy keys to open them. I don't even remember. Like, I think I pushed a lot of Killing 4 2 out of my head after we deleted it. Yeah, it was just, it was like, what if we took Left 4 Dead and just made it worse? Like, made it bad. Made it bad Left 4 Dead. And it's like, oh. I guess I the question you've, you've got to ask, Joel, is that better than the current state of no Left 4 Dead? <laughs> well, I don't know. We had a fun but... night, at least, with it. That's true, uh, yeah. And certainly no signs of a new Left 4 Dead on the horizon from Valve. Current now you've, now you've got a computer. Like we should we should tee up a night where we play some Left 4 Dead. Yeah, we could actually we could do that. We, we could, could do, do it because we like, it's an we old have, game. We have, I say we have proper Left 4 Dead two now as well, don't we? We have the uncut one. Yes, yeah, I believe so. Good. Yeah, I personally, I, yeah, we got the RA team. I would I would really like to go back and play some Left 4 Dead because that game what, is so, super fun. So you can start off a witch. Is that what you want to do? Uh look, all right. Fucking what is this? Fucking putting Joel up on the on the fucking pegboard day. This is Jesus. This is this is me. Like it was must have been recent, like a few months ago, going through Facebook memories, and we must have been yep. playing a lot of Left 4 Dead, and there was a bunch of them there. Yep. Like there you starving me- the witch, me trying to guide us through like a a cornfield or something, and telling you to go a very specific direction to which you yep. didn't listen. <laughs> uh no, I did listen. As you so happened, the fucking witch was there. And then fucking, yeah, okay. and then you're like, oh, you started a witch. I'm like, I'm doing what you told me. I did what you told me. <laughs> I am well, following orders. Well, we didn't start of a witch, Joel. Fucking god damn it! And then there was like me, like we circling in the circling in the credits with like the stats credits that it was something yep. like it wasn't me that was responsible for it. I'm like, ah, fuck you guys. <laughs> that was that was a good. Oh. I think we did that for like a week where we were at we were at a friend's house where we just every night we'd go and play Left 4 Dead on our yeah, laptops. Like, wait, not- and we didn't have voice chat for it either, so I think it was you would be like off mic, and we would be, we would have no way to really communicate with you. No, no, no. It was it was no. It was we were playing in the same room because we were playing at I, Brennan's house. I remember? definitely remember at one point with Left 4 Dead two. Oh, Left 4 Dead one. We were playing without a mic. Okay, but yeah, yeah I actually, think you are definitely familiar. also correct there as well. Yeah, um, man, yeah, I, I'm just Left 4 Dead now. Yeah, right. That's I I I constantly I have thought like moments every now and then where I'm like. I remember those those nights playing Left 4 Dead with it with you guys, and I was like, "Fuck, that was fun." And I I honestly feel like that kind of that that would still hold up nowadays. I think that that game is still good enough to hold up 
gameplay wise and like having those like building your own narratives and stuff like that and and i remember like did we end up doing the one where you had to like the uh left behind i think it was called or whatever it was called the one of the dlc packs for the first one where someone had to sacrifice themselves to let everyone else go i don't remember I think I remember, we were trying to do it. Yeah. I think it got really hard, though. That's what was the thing was. Like, it the did get really to, hard. The, 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 person, the, the, the person who had to sacrifice himself had to put up as a whole bunch of shit to try and get through. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like that idea of like putting that narrative from a, from a, like a horror slasher flick or zombie flick um, into a game where it's like, well, there is a point where someone actually sacrifices, always sacrifices themselves for the greater good of the rest of the group. And having to have that conversation with your friends going, I'll do it. I'm, I'm feeling like I've got enough health. I've got ammo for this weapon. I can hold off these guys long enough. Go, get out of here. Get that guy to safety. And it was like, that's really cool. Um, it is really cool. And it just bums me out because I, we've been a bit sidetracked by Left 4 Dead. But it just reminds me that we've had Killing Floor. We've had Payday. And mm. they haven't been completely terrible. Yeah. But they haven't been Left 4 Dead. And I had more now fun. I just really miss Left 4 Dead. I had more fun with Payday than I did with Killing Floor. We played that. We played the first Payday a lot as well. Because that was which, yeah. Since I yeah, I was gonna fo- say which one? Payday one, yes, but Payday two. Payday two, yeah. Like I, I want to like that game so badly. I want to play more of it. I really do. But yeah, um, so much of a grind. But we so play much of a grind. We I remember we bought Payday one. I think I bought it for all of us. I bought a four pack for all of us. Because we were playing Left 4 Dead, and I'm like, hey, we should check this game out. It looks like Left 4 Dead, but with bank heists. And we're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So I was like, all right, I'll buy a four-pack for you guys. We all got the game. And um, and I remember, yeah, we played a lot of that too, following on. It was in that same time period. We played Left 4 Dead for heat, like a month, I reckon. And then we played Payday for like a month or two. It was good. I, I, yeah, it was good. I want more games like that. Like... I feel like multiplayer co-op games now are all like, you know, shared world experiences and living games and all this stuff. I'm like, I just want a game I can jump in I mean, with my friends and just fucking that's play through just a dumb campaign. Most games, really? That's yeah, just true. most games are becoming that. Yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. And I mean, like, you get, like, like they're okay for the most part sometimes. Like, you know, those times when we played Destiny and Destiny 2, like at launch and, like, we were in the excitement part phase of things and figuring out how things work and... But like I mean, it wears off, and and it, the same goes for those other games. But like, I don't know, it felt different with those other ones. I'm like, I could put that down, and then like you know, three or four years later, like now, where I'm like, fuck, I could play some Left 4 Dead. I really could well, play I mean, some Left 4 Dead. I I think the big thing there is for Left 4 Dead, like cause when when you compare them side by side, content wise, they're not huge, but. No. The thing with Left 4 Dead is it has, I would almost argue, just almost infinite replayability just because of how fun it is. Yeah. Whereas Destiny, you've got all that loot tied in as well. Yep. And it's sort of, and again, you've got you've either got a you've hit a defined end point or it's just a unenjoyable grind. Yep. And yeah, but I just really want to Left 4 Dead now. Come on, yeah. Come on, Valve. Come, Come on, on Valve. Seriously, someone. I mean, and well, people have tried doing like you know, Killing Floor tried it, and it's done well for itself. But I just, I don't. It's too much going on. You just want to jump in, shoot some stuff, and it's like I like the fact that those games had like quote unquote stories, but the stories, the best stories of those games were the ones that you had with your friends, where 
people startle the witch or people don't follow orders or what, whatever. And people do something stupid and, and it's results in hilariousness. And that's what I love about those games. Um, yeah. But yeah. So dead by daylight, no good. <laughs> to, to circle back, yeah, yep. I just didn't get anything out of it, and I've now deleted it, and I don't know if I'll look back. But again, if it ever strikes us, we can give it a shot so you can try it. Yep. I feel endlessly guilty for that That's because right. I was just I was I was so tuned out by like the second match. But yep. um, yeah, that's that's I, that's about it though. Really, I'm really sad because I was more, I was excited more to check dead, it out. Please, yeah, exactly. I was excited to check it out just because I'd seen a lot of Let's Plays in it and I'm like, this looks like it could be fun. Like, I, it could be like a really fun, like, spin on that sort of asynchronous multiplayer co-op game. And I was like, this could be genuinely a lot of fun. But even just for like a week or two, like, and being free, I was like, well, if I get that week or two out of it, fine. But then it's okay. It's all right. Again, it's, it's always there. If you want to give it another shot. If they ever <laughs> update it down the road, we have access to it. True, yeah. Um but uh, they've been pretty good with updating it with like new killers and stuff like that that you can play as and and whatnot. But I don't know. Anyway, a fucking oh, just now I just want Left for Dead. I know, I'm, me too. This is your fault. I'm legitimately going to go open up Steam after I finish here and maybe download Left for Dead too. I just I'm just probably do the same damn thing. Done. Oh man, let's do it. Let's play some fucking Left for Dead. I'm keen. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, well, have you played anything else? Karen, not really no. like i mean i'm tr- i really i really want to knock over origins because we are heading into the to the busy period joel the busy period yeah. is it is coming up very quickly like well, my my first big game coming up is like divinity original sin 2 in a couple of weeks and i'm nowhere near prepared for it yeah nowhere near i'm i'm maybe looking at maybe jumping into that as well but i think the next one i am like Day one, hundred percent in on is um is Spider Man, and that's that's like three Sp- weeks away. Yeah, Spider Man's like a, a week after Divinity, so yeah, like it's like fucking three weeks away, and I'm like just it ready begins to, soon. <laughs> I'm ready to be the Spider Man. I want to fly around New York City. I want to shoot things with my web. I'm so ready for it. Spider Man, let's go. Um, and you got. Oh my God. There's a lot coming up, and that's so why I'm like, gotta finish Origins, gotta finish Origins. I've got to get through this game, but I also am going to buy Wolfenstein: New Colossus this week while it's on sale, so oh, that'll be another yes, spanner Karen. in the works. Yes, Karen, I'm so excited for you to play that game. It's I, after hearing after hearing you how 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 much you enjoyed New Order, like uh, New Colossus is even better. It's so fucking I'm, good. I'm super keen. It's so fucking good. So, I'll probably pick that up sometime this week. Actually, that's what I played a little bit of as well, but I've spoken about it on the show before, so I won't go into it. But I re-downloaded Doom 2016. <laughs> uh, I, re- I, re- I reinstalled that, and yeah, that game's still good. <laughs> that game's just really good. That's all I've got to say about that. It's really uh, good. Insert round of applause here for that game's amazing opening. <laughs> oh, oh, that's why I think that's, I haven't played it since. I played a little bit of it. And um, powered through a little bit of it, but I haven't gone back to it since, just because I haven't had time. But, um, but yeah, just that opening is just fucking ten out of ten. Italian chef kiss, Mwah. Yep, like it's incredible, absolute perfect. But uh, yeah, apart from that, I'm pretty boring this week. Some, um, oh, we're we're boring gamers, Joel. We've dropped the ball. We still managed to squeeze like twenty minutes out of that though, so that's fine. 
we can you can thank like a good 10 15 about to let the dead <laughs> yeah a game that we haven't played <laughs> in about four or five years cool awesome that's fine Look forward to maybe next week hearing us talk about Left 4 Dead and us actually playing it recently. Um, But yeah, (laughs) good times. That's it? Yeah. Okay, since we've been pretty boring this week and not played anything particularly new or noteworthy, uh, and we ended up just talking about a game we haven't played in four years' time, uh, I think it's time now that we uh, jump into everyone's favourite podcast video game news segment, Dope or Nope. All right, after last week's Dope or Dope segment, where everything was just on the table for us to talk about, uh, we're going to get back to our regularly scheduled programming of Dope or Nope. Uh, If this is your first time here, Dope or Nope operates pretty simply. Uh, We each bring some news stories stories to the table that have happened over the last week or so, uh, and we both put them up for vote and say if they're dope or nope. If we both dope the story, we both talk about it and have a good old time discussing the ins and outs of said story. Uh, If one of us nopes the story, um, the other person has a very short amount of time to uh, put their case for the the, the story and sort of give us the the cliff notes of it, I guess, in terms of a nice short runtime version of it. Uh, And if we both nope it, we move on and we we never talk about it ever again. Very harsh. Very brutal, but that's how we do things here at Dialogue Options. Uh, we don't mess around. We don't mess around with stories here. Time is precious. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's not apparent yeah. for us at all. We're, we we blow no. things out. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, time is precious. Everything we say is important, so that's why our episodes go for two plus hours. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, we just we, that's how we roll here. Um, uh, current. I'm. I would. Uh, would like to uh, propose going first because it's kind of a little okay. bit of a segue of what we were talking about just before. Um, saw a little interesting story here that uh, that came out uh, from QuakeCon, from an interview at QuakeCon. Uh, and the headline of the article from VG247 is how id software shooter Rage ended up being in Breaking Bad. Okay. <laughs> what say you? Uh- uh, I'm gonna say nope. <laughs> you gonna say nope? Okay. All right. Well, I'll 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 give you the I'll give you the quick rundown. Basically, um, there was an interview with um, Tim Willits, uh, the uh, id studio director, and he was saying basically about how um it came to be that they needed some something to reflect the game. They went to id software to, to reflect what was going on in the show at that time, um. They went to id Software and they basically redesigned some of the levels in in the game to have because it's, it's to do with a very poignant character moment in the game um, to reflect that uh, in the series. Sorry, uh, to reflect that in the game. So um, certain characters' names and things would pop up in there, and they left those in the game. They are actually in Rage still. You could boot that game up and see the stuff that was in that episode of Breaking Bad in the game. So there you go. I just thought that was interesting. It was like a, a, a neat little thing. And I just thought, you know, leading in from talking a little bit, like very, very briefly about Doom and id Software, I just thought maybe that was a nice little lead in. But uh, we will never mention it ever again. It's done. <laughs> dusted. Hey, 
Well, well, I mean, it wasn't double notes, so it's yeah, exactly. Like it's going to get forgotten forever. That's right. All right, fair enough. I, I, but also, I don't think it's worthy bringing it back up again. I just thought it was a neat little story <laughs> that, uh, um, that popped up on my radar this week, and uh, yeah, they put in a bit of effort into uh, into readjusting some of the stuff in their game that they sort of left in there, which was I thought interesting as well. Um, but yeah, alrighty, let's move on. What do you got, Kyron? <laughs> Well, Joel, I actually have a very exciting story. It came okay. up a couple of days ago, and I you'll you may have bought it. You definitely know about it because I dropped it in our chat that we have, uh, and that is that Time Splitters has a new owner. I didn't bring this um, because I have no real like like oh. attachment to the oh. Time Splitters. Not because oh, I don't no. like it. Not because I don't like it. Um. It's just that I never played it really. So, uh, but you know what? I think this is exciting because I want to play it. So I'm going to dope this because I, I want to play this. If if this, whatever happens, surrounding this whole situation, um, maybe bring something new to the table. So, yeah, it's a dope wow. for me. All right, cool. Well, that's obviously a dope for me as well. Awesome. Uh, this week it was announced that the good guys over at over at, uh, um, hang on. Yeah, it is. It is Coach uh, Media, right? Coach Media has acquired the licenses, not just to Time Splitters. Time Splitters is one of them. They also acquired the license to uh, another game, which I never really played, called Second Sight. I very oh. barely remember it on GameCube. I think is that maybe. the sniper one? Oh, uh, maybe I don't know for sure. <laughs> no, that's Silent Scope. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> they're both double s games so yeah. you know it's close yeah, yeah. but uh but look honestly for me the big story here is time splitters like uh you said you didn't have much of a history with time splitters joel but no. man if you if you had have picked it up and played it like i think you would have loved it that's why i'm that's why i'm excited that if something does come of this of this uh buyout that i will be there day one because i hear i've heard uh yourself and a couple of our other friends talk about it with such high regard and from what i've seen of it i'm like yeah this is this yes please yes i want to play this so yeah is it for a quick history history lesson if you haven't played time splitters uh it was designed by the team at free radical Mm -hmm. who was who was put together back in 2000 with a lot of the good team members from the team who made goldeneye on the nintendo 64 yes as a result it carries across oh it's just a really fun shooter has great four-player split screen had a pretty fun campaign that, w- that had some decent laughs in it cool uh, and it was just a game that i just like especially times what is two i played a lot of that on ps2 which sadly i didn't have a multi-tap so i was limited to a petty two-player um, <laughs> multiplayer scenario but i did pick up t- uh, times what is three future perfect on gamecube which thankfully went back to four players but uh yeah and there so that sale has happened recently, but it does sound like something might already be in the works as well. Awesome. So, uh, Kosh Media boss, oh boy, Clemens Kondratitz. <laughs> it's a it's an interesting name. I apologize for foot butchering it. But we have a quote from him here saying, "We are hugely excited to have acquired Time Splitters. The original games gave fans a massive co- fans a massive content offer." and provided a pure and genuinely fun arcade shooter experience. We have many fans of the Time Splitters series among our own staff who are passionate about creating a product that will thrill today's gaming audience. Now, it's 
It's not much, but it is right. also worth remembering that Time Splitters did have a very brief cameo in of all the games. Uh, Homefront The Revolution via an arcade oh cabinet. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah. hey, Time Splitters, Time Splitters is good. I, I yep. promise you that. Yeah. Uh, and like, we've, we've Time Splitters 4... Has there's been a long sorted history with that game? You can go and look up. It's it's been in the pipeline for a long time, being passed around a lot of developers to the point where it almost gave me the same fears that I had for Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, but yeah. also like Coach Media, you know they've done a pretty good. They've got some good stuff under their under their wing lately. So okay, awesome, <clears throat> good news. Uh, yeah, like I. I don't know. This was just news I didn't really expect to see. Uh, yeah. It, it also was news that sort of made sense in the long run, I guess. Like, I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you think it'll be... From that quote, it sounds like it might be something completely new, but do you think it might? there might be the, the doorway open to a like a HD collection of those games on modern consoles or something like that? I hope so. Like, yeah. I, I guess the question, the thing, the problem, the question there would be if the game's code is still laying around somewhere like surely right. it's been backed up somewhere but if that happened i would be so excited and you would hear me talk about time splitters 2 for like a good solid month <laughs> yep um actually i might even bring that up later on with one of my other news topics i was gonna ask you a question but i'll bring it up later um Ooh, interesting yeah because i just had a thought about something that might that might that might play into it um but yeah, that's awesome, exciting news. I, I'm, I hope it's a it's something Time Splitters related because it's it's one of those games that I just I hear that is held with such fond regard and uh, and high regard, and I I sort of missed the boat on it. I just didn't have the consoles oh. to play it, and I'm really sad about that because I feel like it's something like you said. I feel like I'd be very much into that. Okay, so um, I forgot about this other part of the story as well, but since you doped, I'm going to bring up. Okay. Uh, the extra cool part about this is, so it's by, obviously it's by Coach Media, who is come, it's coming under their Deep Silver label. Uh, but guess who purchased Deep Silver earlier this year, Joel? Was it THQ Nordic? It sure was THQ Nordic. Right. That's, that's and- awesome. THQ Nordic have been kicking a lot of goals lately, mm-hmm. and I'm, yeah. I'm actually pretty damn excited for Darksiders 3 to come out. Yeah. So that gives me even more hope that something cool could come out of this. And also, it, it gives it probably leans more towards maybe, potentially, all and, things going well, a HD collection as well. It's true. We did get both Darksiders in HD. Yep. With terrible names, but we did get them both yeah. in HD. The Definitive Edition. And... And the, the Warmaster edition. edition, yeah, um, really stretching that one there. Oh yeah, but like, and they seem to be like because I think were they behind the Red Faction Gorilla remastered edition as well? Uh, I mean, I mean, probably because THQ Nordic. I mean, right down to acquiring the name THQ, yeah, is basically seems to be on a mission to become THQ again. Yeah, and, and hopefully was, not make the same mistakes. <laughs> that was a big THQ. Uh, title was the Red Faction series as well. Um, yeah. And it also had an equally dumb but hilarious um, did. Oh my God, HD it did. name. Yeah. Oh, it's Jesus, the, it did. The Remastered Collection, yeah. No, or the Remastered sure Edition. Sure is the Remastered Collection. I love it. I love it oh. so much. 
And I think the trailer for it had like a really weird song, but I sort of found out that that song had to do with like a parody song that got made about Red Faction. Um, and it was just a re-recording of that. Um, so a lot of fans of that series and that video particularly were like, oh, I get it. So I was like, that's kind of neat that they just, they're just going all out. And it's it's almost like that THQ Nordic are like, they get what people, what fans of those franchises want and they know how to market towards them, which is really cool. Because they're yeah. sort of, they're marketing in really interesting and weird ways, even to the, down to the point of them like going, yeah, we're not going to be at E3 because the World Cup's on. Like, that's more important for us. <laughs> but say we're going to be at Gamescom right. school. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, Gamescom is around the corner. I bet they have mm. a big showing there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my first story. I just think that's really cool news that time splitters will probably get to live again. Fingers yeah. crossed. Hey, if maybe, not, the like, IP is in good hands. Exactly. Like like well, like you said though, you know, THQ Nordic might have a big showing at at Gamescom. That could be a real good. The timing of this news might not be just. Uh, might might be. It feels a bit. It feels a bit early. Don't do this to me, Joel. Don't do this. Might to be me. more than coincidental. I don't know what I'm saying. Just gonna stoke the fire a little bit. It's fine. No, don't don't. No, don't do it to me. <laughs> I can't um, take it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, too much hype. Um, cool. All right. Well, would you like to hear my next one? Shoot away, Joel. Shoot away. Okay. So, over on uh, Polygon, uh, this is where I got the article from for this one. It's all over the internet, though, and I didn't know about it until I watched uh, an episode of the Easy Allies podcast this week. This sort of slipped under my radar somehow, which is really weird. But uh, Allegra Frank writes uh, the headline, EA executive Patrick Soderlund is leaving the company. Actually, you are right. I did see this thanks to the Easy Allies podcast. And it is something that I don't think would otherwise have really popped up in my channels. It really didn't. Um, it slipped under the radar really massively. I just want to... Okay, this, this is where I'm at with this story, Joel. Mm-hmm. I don't really like EA. Yep. And I I would feel super bad for just hanging shit on Patrick Sunderland because obviously he, I mean, to be fair, he doesn't care. He's a very, very rich man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ah, uh, Joel. I'm torn. You're torn? I won't be upset. I won't be upset. You, you do what, feel, what feel... you feel, feel, it feels right. It okay. I'm gonna nope it, but mostly because I think it is just mostly a headline. You're if right. That makes sense. You're right. Um, basically, uh, all that came out from it. Uh, Andrew Wilson put up a statement saying, "Today we are announcing that Patrick Soderlund has made the decision to move on from EA after nearly two decades as a pioneer for our company and industry. He will begin a new chapter later this year." Um, and apparently they're reorganizing some of their team as uh, some of their uh, their teams. Uh, around Soderlund's de- uh, departure, mainly moving uh, Johan Anderson's team, which directs work on the seed team, over to the primary studios, uh, part of the company to fill in some of the gap. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I bet Patrick Soderlund's going. Like, uh, and I think yeah, Brennan, he Brennan, was... yeah. I think Brenda Jones from uh, the Easy Allies put it uh, nicely where, as awful as this sounds, Will not miss him at E3. He's one of the most no, boring presenters. Yeah, so I think hopefully we get someone who's a little bit 
less Bond villain than Andrew Wilson and a little bit more exciting than Patrick Soderlund. Um, Man, Andrew Wilson is such a Bond villain. Oh, it just and it makes it even worse because he's just Australian as well. I know. He's like he's like a bogan Bond villain, and it's the but worst. Like, in a weird way, also, like good on him. Yeah, true. Yeah, like good on him. Absolutely, it just happens to be working for one of like a really horrible video game company. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Every time I remember, every time Patrick would come on stage at E3, you could you could pretty safely tune out. I'm. Yep. I okay. I need to really do a quick fact check. But was it him that was doing a lot of the Command and Conquer stuff at this year's E3? I think he did the lead in for it. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to miss you, mate. <laughs> yep. Um. But yeah, it was almost like he was <laughs> he was almost trying to go for that Mark Cerny vibe, but just didn't just didn't 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 click. Didn't click for me. Like, Mark Cerny, I could listen to just all the time. I just want to hear oh, yeah. him describe things. Uh, it's like, it's like I think, is it Joni Ives, I think, from uh, from Apple, that always does, like, like talks about their stuff, and he has this really interesting voice. It's very similar to Mark Cerny. I'm like, oh, I could just listen to you talk about stuff, about processing power and, and, and whatnot for, for, for hours. Just put me to sleep. Lovely. In the best possible way. Not in a boring way, but like in a, oh, this is so relaxing way. But yeah, Patrick Soderlund yeah, is just... in the ASMR stuff, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, no, I just thought that was interesting. And I, I honestly had not seen that pop up at all anywhere. It's almost like it was... I mean... They put out this statement and it was that was it. <laughs> I guess I guess it would depend on where you're getting your news from. I don't know, True. but still, it is, it is interesting. And as Jones from Easy Eye said, won't miss him, but also... Yeah. He's he's got a lot. He's probably got a lot of money, so he's probably like, "Cool, I'm good." Yep. Nope. <laughs> fair gonna, enough. He probably won't miss EA too much. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what he goes on to do, though, because it sounds like he's got something else lined up. But you know, well, yeah. Well, Andrew Wilson, like, basically said as much. Mm-hmm. It sort of reminds me of when, not exactly, but I'll be curious because I remember when Don Matrick left uh, Xbox. Yeah. And when I think wasn't his next movie jumped over to was it Zynga? I think you did. Yeah, it was something Zynga or yep. like, yeah, something One like that. One of those that. mobile game things. Like King, maybe? No, I think it was Zynga. I, think I don't right. think it was King. I think it was Zynga. It was just like, oh, okay. Uh, later, Don won't miss you. We've got Phil Spencer now and he's a very cool dude. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. One of the nice Yeah, I know. I'm very. This news story will at least have my attention to see where he ends up next. And yeah. if it's even video game related, like, it might not be. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think you're right. It was just a headline. We chatted a little bit longer about it, so I snuck in a little bit more there, but we got we we got through. Um, but yeah, that's all that that's all for my next story. What do you got? What do you got up next, Kyron? Okay, so uh, so I've got this one. This one might be a bit of a headline as well, but we we can talk about the potential if you dope it. Uh, Spyro reignited trilogy has been delayed until November. Yeah, look. I I was kind of interested in playing these games, but my interest is just waning. I just the more I hear about it, the more I'm just like, ugh. Okay. So it's a it's a nope for me. I'm sorry. I just it's I have nope. no That's attachment fine. to that. And uh I know a lot of people are upset about it, but Yeah. Well, look look, the gist of the story is the headline. Spyro Dragon was meant to be coming out in September, but it's now been delayed until November. So yeah. The only thing we hope we can hope this means that fucking Spyro two and three will be on the damn disc, but yeah, true. That's, there you go. That's very true. Spyro I mean, is now coming out the day before Fallout seventy six. 
make of that what you will yeah i mean two i maybe two different markets but still it's yeah that's rough september (laughs) september was bad for it october's i mean november's not much better they should have delayed it into like february that would have been a perfect time frame for it Nah, man, we'd be playing Kingdom Hearts and Anthem oh, and all yeah, these other games. Just, yeah, it's picking that right window for a game like this is very tough. Now the rules it is a good are holiday game, though. So yeah, true. Now the rules are out the window, like in terms of releasing games. Yeah. It used to be like you could predict. It's like anything could happen now. Like it used it used to be a game would come out like say Call of Duty would get dated for November. Yep, and every game would just jump ship until like Q one, Q two of the next year. They'd be like, yep. "Not seeing next year, guys. We're not coming out around this game." And then there were some people that, was, like, there were some companies that realized and were like, "Hey, wait a minute. What if we intentionally just put our release date in that January, February release date?" And then everyone was like, "Oh, hey, people are doing really well there. Let's put our games there as well." And it just fucking snowballed out of control. And then it became March. March is the next yep. big one as well now. There's yep. usually at least a couple of huge games in March. It's like, okay, all right, this is great. It means the games are spreading out more, except there are also enough great games to fill all these slots. So we're sort of just in the same predicament with more games. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that's about it for that one. What do you got next, Joel? Um. Okay. Well, it has something to do with uh, a program we are using right now. Uh <laughs> Oh, coincidentally, actually, yes, yeah. So it had got announced earlier this week that Discord, the uh, the VoIP uh, audio software, like you know, voice chat software, um, is launching its own game store and a unified library to become more like Steam. Okay, so Joel, I want you to know I am doping this, but my dope is a very angry one. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's good because I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts on this. So basically, um Discord is launching its own like storefront basically for games. Um it's going to be uh it's going to be it's available now in closed beta for 50,000 or so Canadian testers. Uh it's going to function very similarly to Steam, Origin, Uplay, all that sort of those sort of like, you know, unified storefronts. It'll offer games for direct purchase from publishers big and small. Um, but the library will be curated on the Discord store, uh, with each game receiving written recommendations from staff and the larger Discord community. So why why are you a, a little upset about this one, Kyron? Okay, now it's not so much that they're doing this; it's more sort of a general a general unhappiness, and it doesn't even it's not even strictly video games. It happen, it's happening to a lot of stuff. I have so many things to log into, Joel. Mm-hmm. Okay. On my laptop, obviously there's Steam. I don't use Origin at the moment, but it's there. Yeah. Uh, GOG, Good Old Games, has a launcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't use Uplay, but that could be another potential one. And now Discord wants to have a storefront. You can get games through Twitch, through Twitch Prime. And I just... There's so many things. And That's true. I, the, one of the things I like about Discord, and I guess like we... as Because we're more casual Discord users, I guess. Right. Maybe this won't interfere with us too much, but I do like how simple Discord is to just boot up and get into. I just like that. Yeah, for sure. But it's I've noticed we, uh, like every time we open up Discord like each week, yeah. there's a new update that's added something new, and it's like, all right, well, that's exciting. And it, but mm. and, it, and it tells you like, hey, for, people are playing these games right now, and you're sort of like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, 
I, I mean, like we we jumped to Discord after using Skype for a, a, a while there because oh, and 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 may Skype burn to the ground? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. But like Discord just seemed like it was a, a, a more reputable like uh, resource, so we jumped to that. And we've had like we've still had some problems with it, but um, I think it's more to do with my significantly shitty less. <laughs> but yeah, significantly less issues and. It's, I, I, yeah, like you're right. The simplicity of it, I think, is uh, comes down to why we enjoy using it. But um, I know there are a lot of people out there. There are a lot of, like, communities that use that um, based around, yes. like, popular but, things. And it's, you know, yes. th- I think it's greater than what we use it for. So um, I think this is exciting for those people that, like, like, Discord was their unified thing for voice chat, communicating with friends, partying up, all that sort of stuff. So for them to have, like, you know, maybe cut the cord from Steam and be like, "All right, we're just using Discord okay. now." Is exciting. That is the that is the side of things I wanted to come into this because, yeah, like I think it is a it it could be a cool idea, especially for maybe for for multiplayer games, especially yeah, just buying a multiplayer a multiplayer title straight from Discord. And we are seeing more and more developers and publishers trying to split some stream. Like Steam, you had uh, Bethesda just last week saying that Fallout seventy six won't be on Steam. Yeah, true. Like. That's big. Yep. And in a weird way, to, to go, become a bit of a hypocrite on myself, I'm not crazy about Steam. I think Steam's gotten quite complacent. So yeah. maybe this will be for the best. Like, Steam has very, very clearly stopped caring. All you've yeah. got to do is go to the goddamn Steam homepage and be like, I, what are all these games? Yeah. What are all these, especially all the, the, the shit games that get through their green light or whatever their system is now because they may make that way easier yeah so if this helps smaller games get discovered then actually good i take back my anger earlier it's now more of a confused dope yeah i I have i have mixed feelings yeah i i mean yeah i i'm i'm definitely with you i think it's like there needs to be a shake-up it's almost like the the whole youtube being the like the number one resource for people going to look for videos online but there are other people out there that are starting to cause a bit of a uh, a shake up. Things like Twitch and well, that's it. But you know, uh, from my knowledge, I mean, but 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 that's a thing. Even Twitch now is also as it's becoming the biggest fish in its pond. You've got Mixer nipping in its buds, and people going to Mixer because maybe they don't agree with Amazon. Yeah, Amazon itself is a company that has some questionable things going on. Yep. So people are sort of. I've seen. A, I saw one of a, one of the AGPN podcasters. I think like they were discussing who they should stream through and they put out a poll basically to say Twitch or Mixer because right. yeah, that's the thing that's happening. So it is interesting and Steam could definitely go to be knocked down a couple of pegs. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it definitely needs that, that like shake up. Then maybe Valve will get the fucking idea and make games again. Um, or even just, just curate your goddamn yeah, storefront. True. Just curate it. Like I don't, and it's a problem that I, I I have sometimes as well with the Switch when I boot that up and go to the eShop. I'm like, yep. how is this game here? This looks like it's not even a properly made game. It might be, but it doesn't look like it. And yeah, yeah it's just one of those sort of things. And it's an issue that I've had with Steam for a while. Uh, very, I do watch a lot of Jim Sterling, and that's helped me really like double down on my Steam anger. Right. But, uh, Talking through it, Joel, I flipped on this a bit. I I actually think this could be a cool idea as long as yeah. it 
doesn't interfere with the 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 quick to go things I like about Discord. Yeah, the the functionality and the 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 original idea that Discord was, I guess. But I guess again, yeah. that comes down to us as like what we use it for. So you know, there's yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But yeah, that's I thought that was interesting. Uh, they're going to be introducing a new subs- a game subscription service as well called Discord Nitro. Um, of course they are. And it's $5 a month or $50 a year, uh, which is the same. It's been there for a little while, but they'll also access, uh, it'll now include access to Discord's subscription service. And they didn't reveal too much about that service, only that it will feature a selection of curated games. So you'll get some games per month through that as well, which seems to be the new trend as well. But yeah, that's it. All right. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next one, much like the Spyro story, could be more of a headline, and it does sort of tie into yours that you just brought. Okay. Uh, Valve very quietly launched a domain called Steam.tv. Ah, okay. Yes. Um, that's... I actually don't... I didn't read into this a lot. I I saw it okay. briefly, but I didn't do it. So I'm going to go dope just because I want to hear more about it. <laughs> okay. Well, at this point, so it, there's not a lot known about it. It seems like it was... It, I couldn't access it when I just looked it up then. But when it was live, it basically seemed like it acted like a live streaming website for Steam. And as you probably know, if you booted up Steam, like it actually has built-in streaming functionality now. Okay. So I feel like this has sort of been something they've been paving the way to for a while. Uh, when it when the website was live, it was only really showing the Dota 2 International. Okay. But it seemed like, according to CNET, who actually managed to get in there, the interface included stuff like Steam chats with tabbed chat windows and the ability to invite friends to watch videos together. So that's apparently going to be a thing. Okay. It seems like it's geared up to compete alongside Twitch and YouTube gaming, but it's interesting. Okay. That's, um, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, yeah, it really piggybacks off that whole, like what we were talking about just before with the discord stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, like discord moving into steam's territory, but steam's like, Oh, maybe we'll dip our toes in the, in the Twitch territory. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's like this weird, like never ending circle of like everyone trying to <laughs> take a bit of someone else's like profit share and, 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 uh, yeah. and a bit of their pie. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, that this doesn't really affect me that much. Cause like, I mean, I don't really play that many PC games at this moment. I am maybe thinking about building a PC sometime in the, the not to do some future, but it's the dream, isn't it? Really? Yeah, exactly. It's a, everyone's just like, oh, I'm going to build one one day. I'll do it. I'll do it one I'm gonna, day. I'm just going to build a PC. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll probably just end up buying like Buy some a, parts. And... I'll probably just end up buying a new fucking laptop. That's what I'll probably just end up doing. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what I'll do. I'll be like, oh, this will do for now and I'll build one eventually. And it's like, yeah, okay, well. That's yeah, I, I just, I, this is this made me curious because I, I do remember, like it, was, it feels like it was like a year or maybe two years ago now when... I noticed that Steam was sort of it did it did have that built-in streaming, so this does sort of feel like the next natural step. Yeah, where it goes, for it, who knows? Yeah. Who bloody knows? But apparently, it will be a thing. Mm, it's yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really have much more to to, to contribute to that. I, it, 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 you're right, though. It'll be interesting to see where they go with it and what it will entail in the future. Will there be like a subscription service behind it, like Twitch has with Twitch Prime, like kind mm. of thing? 
You know, will, I mean, will it actually succeed in taking a bite out of Twitch's market? Like, who knows? Oh man, I mean, Twitch is more companies at the moment. Are but moving in on there, though. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, will people be willing to like support that because you know their feelings behind Valve at the moment? Yeah, well, that's I guess interesting. Only, though. only time will tell. Um. But yeah, I, I I don't really have much else to contribute to that. I'm sorry, but I, I doped it because I was no, just, I fine. wanted to hear more about it. It was interesting. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't a huge story, but like the headline alone was sort of interesting. And again, it could be something to keep an eye on going forward. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna insert another one in here, just because I've got one that's like a, a discussion topic to to round out mine. Um. Okay. But it's another headline. I don't know if you've bought it or not. Um. But I'm excited by this because it's something I've wanted for a little while now. Uh, last week, it got sort of leaked a little bit. Uh, and then finally fully announced that uh, Diablo 3 from Blizzard is finally making its way to the Nintendo Switch. Let's let's jump in a time a time machine here, Joel, and go back to that, to that podcast episode where Diablo... Where the, was, it the, was it either the, the Blizzard account or the Diablo account posted that tweet? Yep. Of a Switch being flicked. And everyone's yep. like, oh, well, Diablo's coming to Switch. And then they were all like, oh, nah. <laughs> nah, we're not doing... Nah, nah, it's not... That's not happening. Oh, oh how, how did they figure it out so oh, quickly? Oh, God. Fucking <laughs> word. Um, but then, yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is a dope for me because I think... I think this is a very, very cool... We talk a lot about ports and how many ports the Switch gets. Yeah. But Diablo 3 is a very cool port to get on Switch. Absolutely. And it makes so much sense. Like this... It makes stupid amounts of sense. This is the game... Like, I've never really played that much of Diablo 3. I've started it so many times on PC and PS3 and PS4. Um, And I've just never really got into them. But having that, this is the game that I want where I can just sit on the couch, have a podcast playing in the background, and just fucking hack away. Like, that's what I want. that's, That's the thing. You like you like roguelites and all that, and this isn't exactly a roguelike, but it is just mindless demon killing to it's, get sweet loot. It's so, the grind, yeah. It's the it's the it grind, is. which is what is perfect for the Switch, being able to just like, chill, sit back and watch something else or have something on in the background. If Ash comes home and she wants to play as well, I can chuck it into the dock mode, chuck a Joy-Con each, and then go to because, town. Yeah, because this game can be played on one Joy-Con. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck! They, they, did you not know? Did you not know that? I didn't know that. No, I did because I didn't bring up a, an article for it because I was like, oh, maybe Kyron will. Have oh, okay. This, maybe Kyron will have brought the story. I'm not sure, but I thought, oh, he hasn't brought it up yet, so maybe I'll just chuck it in now. Um, I actually, I, I did have it locked and loaded. Okay, awesome. All right, great. Well, then, yeah, hit me up with the, the 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 finer details, I guess. So, I mean, yeah, as you said, like, it'll, like they seem pretty happy to be able to play it on one Joy-Con. That's uh, awesome. Performance. Performance-wise, it'll run on Switch at 60 FPS across the board, according to Blizzard, which, I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. And that's not to say that they're liars, but... well, And people are like, oh, of course, this game ran on PS3. Yeah. Try try booting it up on PS3 and going to, like, the really high difficulties and tell me. Because okay. that... It's not a fault of the game. It's just at some points, there is so much stuff happening with, like the unique packs with all their weird abilities like lava floor teleporting walls lightning everywhere the game sometimes would just not <laughs> struggle but it would dip and you're like i don't blame you there's a lot going on right now it's hard to watch yeah. uh, 
it'll it'll run at a native 720p resolution in handheld mode and if it is docked it'll go to 960p which is fine like That's not cool. a huge difference yeah. there really uh we've only seen the brief footage from the trailer but it, it looked good enough yeah you it know? looks fine like it doesn't look amazing but like that's not no i'm not expecting that and i don't want that no. i don't want it to be like cutting edge hd remaster of of this game like i don't i just want it like you said get in fucking blast things away with my giant fucking laser beams and hit things with my massive awesome loot to get more loot and just keep going that's that's what i want and i'm so excited so it's gonna it's it's called the eternal collection is that yeah so the eternal collection is what they call essentially like their game of the year the definitive edition so it includes diablo 3 the reaper of souls expansion and the necromancer expansion yes um so yeah i'm i'm down i am this is a day one purchase for me pretty much just i'll get it i'll have it be so good yep for buying it on Switch as well, you also will get access to a couple of sweet Legend of Zelda yeah. things as well. Yes. You'll get an, an armor set, a cosmetic transmog for your armor, which will make it look like Ganondorf, which, yep. yes. Fucking oath. You'll get a nice little Triforce portrait frame for your character, mm-hmm. a set of wings, and a Coco. Fuck yeah. Fucking yes. Little, 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 little chicken pet. I want my cuckoo to follow me around. And I, I swear to God, if it gets hit by an enemy, I, it better do the fucking thing where it, it it should have its own ability where if, like, an enemy hits it, it fucking just goes, like, summons a whole bunch of other chickens. <laughs> I don't know if the pets can actually contact with the enemies, but if so, that would be cool. If oh, they did it for this one thing. Man, it, that needs to happen at some point. Even if it's just, like, a little thing that you can, you can do by interacting with it, where you can, like, pet it or, like, hit it, and it does the thing. Um... I think some of the pets can pick up gold for you. Okay. So, if nothing else, the chicken will be grabbing gold. So, that's something. Cool. All right. That's fine. But, yeah. Uh, also, a little small thing that I really like about this version is you'll be able to jump straight into adventure mode instead of having to go through the campaign, oh. which, for someone like you, it may not seem like a big deal. But, uh, personally, I've played that campaign enough times that when I boot up Diablo 3, I just want to go into adventure mode. And right. for those wondering what that is, it's basically... It's almost like a free roam mode where you'll have access to the maps from all five acts and each map will have like a set of five missions spawned for you. It'll, it'll change each time you boot it up. Okay. And you just sort of, you, you go through them, you mark them off, you get like little loot boxes from the guys back at camp when you're done and then you move on to the next map and okay. you just sort of do that forever. It's, it's mindless fun, really. It's perfect for what this game is. Awesome. Though no, I'm, I'm so excited that this is finally coming in. It seemed like it was an, an an inevitability that it was going to happen, but just because it of how perfect it would be for that system, and also, I mean, this is, I, I think this is more exciting as well because of the the, the potential partnership between Nintendo and Blizzard now. Okay, I want to get to that before we get too ahead of ourselves. It is also worth mentioning. This is the last thing I think is cool about this, and it's. Not a huge deal, but I think it might be the first time we've actually heard someone talk about it besides Nintendo. Okay. But, uh, so when this comes out, because it hasn't got a date yet, it's coming out later this year, it will, you better play it offline with your friends or online. You'll have access to the stuff like Seasons, where they do like seasonal ladders, where they'll get like, each season has a has specific gear you can collect during that season. Right. 
and you can sort of rank yourself on the ladder and all that sort of stuff. That will only be playable online, which will, of course, go for Nintendo Switch Online. Additionally, you will be able to utilize the cloud save system to upload your profile to the cloud and download it onto a friend's console to play when you're not near your Switch. Oh, that's cool. If you happen to not be there. So, yeah. That's that's cool. Really neat. Um, No crossplay yet, but Blizzard wishes... Hang on, where's the exact quote? I want to. I want to get ever, like anyone too excited. <laughs> they, because yeah, Eurogamer asked them about crossplay, and they said it's not available at this time, but they don't want to take anything off the table. It's something they're exploring and interested in, but currently not a feature. Okay, and I, I wonder how much that is Sony's fault. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's an, I don't know if you, this is the story you've brought, but there was that other story that about. Um, Elder Scrolls Legends isn't yeah I, coming to. I didn't bring it, but it it's yeah, funny. Yeah, coming to PS4. It's not coming to PS4 until Sony decides to enable crossplay, which is like Bethesda seemed to be pretty much at the forefront of them going, "Fucking fix your shit!" Like <laughs> Bethesda's on like on top of them. Like when they were asked about crossplay for seventy six, yeah. and they straight up said. We'd love to, but Sony's not playing ball. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like they're, they're, that's what I like about Bethesda as a company as well. They're not afraid just to be like, you know what, fuck you. Like we have enough clout now that we can we can throw our weight around a little bit. Um, Apart from that shady shit they pulled with that guy trying to sell his copy of Evil Within two on Amazon. Well, yeah, okay. Look, they're they're not perfect. Let's face it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not, but not... They, yeah, I do I do agree. The way they're applying pressure to Sony is good. Yeah, um, it's important. But yeah, uh, I I think my question could my final statement could lead into this as well with with the potential of a Blizzard partnership. But um, well, because yeah, the last thing I was going to say is like the Overwatch meter has now shifted from not feasible to feasible. Exactly the switch. Yes. So so well, are you going into discussion? Because I, I had one more story to bring, which was a very late arrival onto the scene. Bring well, let's let's go to your story because yeah, my discussion topic okay. I think will relate back to. But, but yeah, Diablo three on Switch. Fuck yeah, I'm down. I'm in. I'm hundred percent. Thumbs up. I'll, I will. I will. Uh, one two. I will quadruple dip on Diablo yeah, okay. three. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Fuck. Uh, so my last story, Joel. It relates to Gamescom to sort of start getting us a bit excited for that. Oh boy, hype train's starting to so full speed. Uh, Gamescom 2018 will have an opening ceremony featuring world premieres. Oh, okay, that's a dope for me because I didn't know that. That's a dope, <laughs> yeah. Let's okay, do it. So this honestly, this like popped up yesterday. I saw okay. it when I woke up. Uh. So I'm do- I'll am do my best to time zone convert because it happened, it kicks off at 10 a.m. BST on Tuesday the 21st in London, which I think is about 7 p.m. on the Tuesday for us. Okay. But the, so yeah, there'll be a, a, a live streamed opening ceremony. It will include announcements from, where is the list? Tia, uh, there's, so Ubisoft will present a global premiere. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Will it be Splinter Cell? Who bloody knows? <laughs> hmm. That's true. Uh, THQ Nordic also has previously un- a previously unannounced title based on one of the publisher's established brands to come. Huh. And Bandai Namco will also showcase a brand new game from a European from from a European developer. So 
mystery there. Who knows what that'll be? Okay. And apparently, Deep Silver also have something to bring. Do you think this? Additionally, mm. it could. It, it's also where we're going to get um, our first look at Life is Strange too. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's right. Like it has the the official reveal of a day before, so I don't know what that official reveal will have now, or maybe we'll get that and then they'll just go into it more that the might... next day. But either way, like Tuesday night, dude, get ready. Oh, fucking yes! I didn't know this. That's awesome. Yeah, I have Tuesday off. Oh, that's awesome. Great. I'm in. Let's do it. I'll see you on party chat. I yeah, guess. I was gonna say. Let's, I was about to say. Let's party chat it up. Let's do it. Um, that's exciting. I, I'm all. I'm always wary about getting overhyped, but like Ubisoft having a global premiere after all these Splinter Cell questions is interesting. Nah, Watch Dogs Three. Uh, let's ben do it. Of... Let's go, Watch Dogs Three. Watch... Nah, man. It'll be me. It'll be me and potentially Josh Cotter as the only people as excited as that and not disappointed by a non-Splinter Cell reveal. I think <laughs> That's... it has to be Splinter Cell, man. It has to be. <laughs> it does have to be Splinter Cell. I think you're right, but man, I just want Watch Dogs Three. <laughs> the only reason, the only thing going against Watch Dogs is I think because they've got an Assassin's Creed coming. I think yeah, they'd true. be smart to rotate those two IPs. Yeah, but I think so. Again, who knows? It could be. It could be anything else. Like Ubisoft has a lot of you know, studios and a yeah. lot of IPs that they work on. Uh, no idea about Bandai Namco, especially from a European developer. Who that have they has got... me straight up stumped. Yeah, who have they got under their, in their, in their stable? European one. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Let's have a, I've got a, I've got a Bandai's um, page and we'll see okay. what they've got. Um, The THQ Nordic thing, maybe, or, or even the Deep Silver thing. Do you think they could relate back to the time splitter stuff, maybe? I mean, maybe. I Like I said, don't do this to me. <laughs> this is a bit, that, so now you have um, reasoning for why I was saying don't do this to me, because yeah. this was coming up. Right. And that would that would be... Like, they do say... Um, like for the, for the, the THQ Nordic, an unannounced title based on one of the publisher's established brands. Okay. So... I mean, THQ Nordic has done a pretty good job picking up brands, if nothing else. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to think. I'm like, what else could there be that they haven't really talked about yet? Maybe a new Red Faction so, game? I don't know. I'm looking at a list of properties they've acquired. Okay. I'm just doing a quick scan. All right. Uh, they own Painkiller. <laughs> Ooh. There's, like, there's heaps. I'm honestly just picking ones that I think are interesting. New Painkiller could be uh, feasible. Could be could be fun. Could be a fun little escapade. Hell yeah! Especially with Serious Sam having a new int- entry next year, like having something it's like Painkiller to go up against it. Of course, they've got Dark Siders. I don't yep. really think they can do anything with that. The Blob. <laughs> I mean, they both just recently came to the Switch. Like one and two. Uh, Red, Red Faction. Red Faction seems like it could be. A new Red Faction game could be potential, but it could be possible. And then the rest of it sort of isn't stuff that sort of jumps out at me. Okay. All Except right. when I get down to the bottom of the list for their, like, 2018 acquisitions and I see Time Splitters and Second Side just sitting there. Like, <laughs> oh, man. That's interesting. It would be interesting, to like, like the anou- like the timing of that announcement of the, the acquisition and... That'd be a cool time to strike while the iron's hot. It would be. And, oh man, 
I honestly hope so. I really that'd be really really cool. That's neat, man. I didn't know man, about this that's... whole thing. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's really cool. That's really exciting. As for, as for Bandai Namco, I can't find a good reading on their European situation, so it could be a, a new studio that taps. Yeah. Like who knows? But yeah, like this is like Gamescom kicks off next week, and this is a exciting way to get started. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So when you say next week, is it so? Is it or is it like upcoming? Just to date this completely as well. Um, Tuesday is when the opening ceremony happens. Okay, cool. Awesome. I think, I think it runs like because it's it's Gamescom. I think it runs for most of a week because it has public and press days. Right, that's right. It runs like Tokyo Game Show does the same thing, doesn't it? Y- yeah. yeah. So I mean, we it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Bring it on. Let's go. Hundred <laughs> percent. I am totally down for this. Um, yeah, we could get some. Oh man, stay tuned next week for uh, some exciting reveals. Hopefully. Or some disappointed not time splitter reveals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or Joel's excited about Watch Dogs three reveals. <laughs> no one else is ready to ready to talk about it. Um, cool, awesome. Yeah, that's that's all I got. That's that was my last thing. All right. Well, I've been teasing this like what this uh this discussion topic for a few weeks now, and I think this might be a good time to bring it up. Um, just in terms of timing wise, because it seems like it's gonna well. We know when this this service is going to launch. Um, I saw a recent error thread a few weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> it's just entitled, Do you think Nintendo Online will come with a major announcement to sell it? So, man, this is a question, isn't it? Yeah. That's why I, yeah. So, is, is it a, what do, what do you say? I'm, I'll say dope. Yeah. Because I mean, discussion is always fun, obviously. Yeah, and I think this is a really interesting one, and I think because it did, they did say recently as well. Nintendo did come out and say that it's going to be the second half of September when that service is going to be launched. Um, to like no fanfare. Yeah, exactly. That was just like a, a press statement. They were like, "Yep, done. That's out." Hey, Diablo three guys. That's. Um, but yeah, a lot of the things we've talked about, like you know, the partnership with Blizzard now. And the feasibility of Overwatch maybe becoming a little bit more closer, uh, being on the Switch. Do you think something like an Overwatch being as maybe not at launch, but like as an announcement to go along with the launch of it, saying, "Hey guys, online's live now. Just gonna let you know, Overwatch is coming to the Switch mid next year. So you're gonna want to get your subscriptions in now, so you're gonna be able to play Overwatch online." Um, oh. I'll uh, I'll read I'll read through like that what the 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 OP posted uh, as theirs. So they said I uh, like the title says I believe that we uh, this is a fish knot uh, fish is not apparently uh, that's the, that's their title. Uh, it says like the title says I believe that we'll see some cool announcements to justify the service to people. Hoping for Mario Kart Eight with new characters and tracks, Splatoon Two with new maps and weapons, Mario Tennis uh, online doubles in tournament mode. Uh, and then he says, stretching here, but Mario Maker release, Star Fox Races, and Animal Crossing Online. Uh, and then they put, oh, and then boy. they put obviously Dark Souls release, but we do know that it has a release date now in October. So, um, yeah, they said, yeah, this may be wishful thinking, but they need some sort of hook, surely, which I think is hundred percent true. I think they need something. Like it seems like this, so... they need some sort of online, like online heavy game to sort of 
push this service. And that's the thing, isn't it? They do need one. Mm-hmm. But, and it, it pains me to say this, I, I honestly believe, and maybe it maybe it's changing, maybe like they're going to get this out and it'll change, but I still don't think Nintendo knows how important online is. No. I just don't think they do. I think they're getting there, but I think, yeah, you're right. I don't think it's... Like, you look at the list of, like, NES games that will be available to play online, they... Like they have, like they they pick ten to like really push it, and in those ten games, they include stuff like soccer and tennis and that sort of stuff and yep. golf. And you're like, okay, yeah, but I don't care about that. I guess I, don't know. I guess maybe a Japanese as a Japanese company, and you look at the actual functionality of the Switch, where they're pushing the fact that it's like getting together with your friends and the portability of it and being able to take it places with you. That maybe that yeah absolutely I like, get that they they know that they've got to have online for some games that are coming out that they maybe want on their system but it's not a priority to them maybe I don't know I tell you what they're gonna want it to be a priority because they're gonna get absolutely. torn to shreds absolutely when Smash comes out if Smash does not work properly online uh-huh. they're gonna get shredded I remember how little fun I had playing Smash Wii U and 3DS online yeah. like it worked barely yep. Brawl was a nightmare back on the Wii, mm-hmm. and you just you want to believe that this time they'll get it right. And to be fair, I don't want to sound like I'm being too harsh because I know that the Mario Kart games typically work online pretty well. Yeah. Granted, I think there's a lot there's some stuff in how those games are designed that allow more leeway. Yeah. Whereas a fighting game is, you know, it's a bit different. You need as close to one to one as as you can get with a fighting game. Yeah. Having said that though, when I played the fighters beta on switch last week, it ran pretty well. Yep. So it's just, I don't know what to think about Nintendo's online. Yeah. I know I'll be paying for it mostly because it's reasonably priced and I will want it for a lot of their online games. Absolutely. I think, but if you're asking me if I think they're going to have a killer app, I think they should, but I'm so worried. They just don't care. I think something like a Mario Maker announcement would make sense. I think that that would be something that's like, well, yeah, this is a game that revolves around the online community of people building stuff and uploading them and people downloading other people's levels and and all that kind of jazz. So that would make sense as an announcement for it. Star Fox Races, maybe. I mean, we still don't even know if that is actually a legitimate thing. Um, So... Who knows? Uh, Animal Crossing Online? I don't okay. think so. I don't think that that's a... It's too, so, it's they're, too soon. They're going to go for a straight up Animal Crossing game before they do an online version of Animal Crossing. Um, in my eyes. I'll give you some hope, Joel. Okay. I'll give you some hope. Last September, Nintendo did have a Nintendo Direct. Right. Okay. It was pretty big. Okay. They, um, so... As an example, to give you some headlines from it, they dated a few games, including Skyrim. Uh, they get Snipperclips DLC, new content for, for Splatoon 2 and ARMS. Right. Uh, Doom was announced for Switch. Wolfenstein 2 was announced for Switch. Right. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 got dated. There was a bunch of uh, 3DS stuff. The Champions for like uh, Breath of the Wild Amiibo set was announced. That's right. So they had a bit to say in September. Okay. Now, we did have a Smash Direct recently, okay. but it was just Smash. All right. And the timing could be right if they're pushing 
online back to the second half of September specifically. Okay. The, the direct last year happened on September 13th, about the middle of a month. Okay. That's, all right, that makes sense. I think... So I'm just... There could be hope. I think in terms of, like, when it launches, I think they might have... I think having new DLC for Mario Kart, which is a very predominantly online-based game, well, you know, it, it, it relies on online as well, for as well as, like, you know, your, like, multiplayer in general in, in person. Um... Maybe some Splatoon stuff, yes, and Mario Tennis. I think those three might get new updates with new content revolved around an online service. Um, Do you want a wild card from me, Joel? Yes, absolutely. I want a wild card. Okay, so this would be a complete disaster. And I don't think in, in a lifetime Nintendo will do it, but they did do a demo for it previously on 3DS. Mm-hmm. So imagine if, like... You signed up for Nintendo Switch Online. If you did it in like the first week or so, you got access to a Smash Brothers demo. I think. I think that's. I don't know. I, it does sound wild card, but I don't think it's as wild card as it. The only reason. Be. It's tough because I know a lot of companies are scared of data miners now with right. demos. Yep. And Smash is all about those secrets, man. Yeah, and we've still got we've still got another Smash Brothers Direct, I think, before. Or like a couple more character reveals and, before that game comes out, unless that happens in the in the in a September direct. <laughs> Fuck, man. So yeah, that like because I I also think that maybe Diablo three will be closer to this online launching as well. Because they did say maybe not fall. I second think for Diablo three, like, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So I think it'll be close to this as well, since a lot of that game will rely online. True. But, um, yeah. I mean, I want them to take this seriously and get it right. I mean, heck, Nintendo has been stumping around. Like, we, we they shut down Emu Paradise, and yet they're not giving us a good way to download their classic games. Yeah. Like, legally. True. Man. Nah, just sh- Shadow Drop Diablo 3 during that, if they do a direct about it. Shadow Drop it digitally. Available in Just stores some, like, like two weeks later, but digitally you can get it today. Because we also have like the Dark Souls network test hasn't happened yet. Like, because that needs to happen for Switch before that comes out in October as well. So, I I know there are people who are also pretty faithful in a September direct happening, and I'm going to join them. I think that makes believing. a lot more sense now. <laughs> That's yeah. I think we're definitely going to get one. The detail we, it's going to we... be online centric. If we don't know, I'm so scared for this online rollout. Yeah. Like, ter- like actually terrifying. Yeah. If we get a fucking press statement, like a press release, and that's it. Oh, <sighs> boy. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo, they've been, they have said they do have stuff that's meant to be coming out later this year they haven't announced. So who actually knows? Oh, God. There's only so many months left, and we do know that Nintendo's not usually a huge player at Gamescom or Tokyo Game Show. So a direct could it slots in nicely between those two events. Yep. You know, take that take that for what you want. Yeah, true. So who knows? Alright, okay. Before we round out this discussion point, you get one ultimate all like anything's on the table announcement to coincide with their online launch. What's yours? Oh to like to like bolster it yeah yeah but like it could be anything but like something that you would love like you specifically would just be like fuck yeah that's the best thing in the world 
Um, do you have one loaded? Because I need to think for a second. I, I've got no... I haven't got like a, a, a fuck yeah, absolutely 100%. Or actually... Yeah, I do. Borderlands. Borderlands 2. Like the Handsome Jack collection. Okay, that'd be cool. I'd be like fucking... Like similar to Diablo, I'd be like, yeah, I'm playing those games again, handheld mode. I'm playing the fuck out of them. Let's do it. 100%. Um, yeah. Or that or GTA. GTA 5. Oh, the old GTA 5 chestnut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... It's... it's, it's. But I mean, yeah, that would be a, a good one to be like, you want something... Oh, yeah, a absolutely. game... You want a game that's like online community is fucking insane? Here you go. You can play it on the Switch now. Or, over, or Overwatch. You know, <laughs> yeah, Overwatch is is huge. Like, if that was if that was a thing, that would blow me away. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. I'm trying to think. So, it, it, like, an announcement to make me really excited for their online is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. If you can have anything that's like an online centric game on the Switch uh, as their like big stinger announcement to go coincide with their online launch, what would you what would you have? So- Here's the sad state. I was like, oh, what what games, what Nintendo online games would I like? And then I realized that Nintendo don't really have anything that could get me excited as far as online goes, like, like online titles, mm-hmm. which then made me sad. And then I started trying to think of like what a third party could bring and I still wasn't turning up much. So you know what? Screw it. Let's let's get Microsoft and Nintendo in bed together and give me a perfect dark on the Switch. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Give me it. Give me that. Give me that perfect dark HD remaster that Rare did. Uh, get that N sixty four mini out there with GoldenEye and Perfect Dark to sort of, sort of keep it going. Yep. And get Banjo and Smash, and, and we're good. Yep. Okay. But, but the cornerstone for me is like, I I want a really fun game to play online. And Nintendo, they've got a lot of good IPs, but nothing that I'm like, oh, I have to play this. Like, I like online is I will happily deal with online to play this. Like, I think of Mario Kart, and yeah. That can be played online, but I'm much rather playing with you guys, like yeah, with my friends, true. just hanging out, kicking back Sm- with Mario. Same with Smash Brothers as well. Like it's same with same with Smash, yeah. but something like a shooter online is just is fine. But they don't really have much of that. So Ky- they've got Splatoon, but that's already out. So Kyron, here's the thing: we were talking before about potential HD releases of a certain game we we brought up before. Was it you said that Time Splitters Three was a GameCube game? It was on GameCube as well as PS2 and all that. So, if they were to bust out, uh, like you know, blow out completely and say Virtual Console is gonna have is gonna be there, it's gonna have GameCube, and Time Splitters Three is gonna have online functionality. Uh, Time Splitters Two was also on GameCube. But okay. I played it on PS2. All right. Like, well, even like you know, the, something the like Time Splitters games, maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like. Yeah. That would that would tickle my my perfect dark itch exactly. So there's that that coincides with that nicely. Um, exactly. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I'm I'm really struggling to think of how they can blow me away yeah. with rolling out online that isn't because I think I'm going to be underwhelmed one way or another. Something I, I about it so. will make me go. They've missed it again. They they don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I like I. Man, that's I. I want that Star Fox Races game to be real. So I just, I'm me too. I just, I want that to be the announcement. Yeah, I want that to be it. To be like, if it, because I mean, if you do the math, Joel, if you do the math, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze came out in like what 2014. Mm-hmm. 
2013 to 2014. It's been years. Okay. Retro's been working on something all that long. Yep. So, like, you could feasibly imagine Star Fox races being a thing that's nearly ready. Yep. And if you reveal it at an online thing and showcase its online features, that could really work. Oh, man. And I just want I want that game to exist. I want that game <laughs> so to exist badly. too. And the more that people talk about it, I want their versions to exist as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like going from like racing in space down onto a planet and then like like morphing into like a fucking landmaster or a chicken walker and then like flying up into space again. Like that's the track, man. That'd be fucking so good. I want that. It would be. I want that. But I guess we'll have to wait and see in the second half of September we find out more about yeah. Nintendo's online services, if we do it all, but... Yeah, if they decide to grace us with information. Yeah, and if we do just, we do get that, that crazy direct that we're hoping for, maybe. Who knows? All right. Uh, we're starting to wrap up now with the episode, but before we go, I think it's time we kick it into the bonus round. <laughs> Bonus round. So our bonus round is, of course, our question and answer segment where you guys, the listeners, write into us with anything you'd like us to answer with anything like ranging from uh, discussion topics to flat out questions or some fun games. And we, uh, we answer them here live on the show. So we're going to jump straight into it this week with a question from our very, very good friend, the one, the only, Mr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the legend himself wonderful artist and and designer of all our wonderful graphic design work and also our amazing pictures he's drawn of us over the the last couple of years and just all-round nice guy that we love and cherish and are very very lucky to have as a friend uh, and a listener of the show so sean asks us this week uh, okami just made a pretty cool move by releasing the hd port for a very reasonable price on the nintendo store what is your opinion on how ports should be priced? Seems to be a running theme this week, so it's tied in nicely with everything. Um, yeah, so I, if you're not familiar with like the uh, Okami HD port on the Switch, uh, it launched at twenty nine ninety five, which is very very reasonable for a, uh, what I hear is a very very good game, and I've enjoyed so far. So it's also quite long, so that's good bang for buck as well. Well, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, so we've seen like so many ports over this generation, especially HD ports have become like a bit of a thing um, and ranging from all different kinds of prices to super, super cheap to fairly reasonable to kind of expensive or uh, well, not expensive, but like not much difference between when it originally launched. Um, Nintendo, we're looking at you for that one. Uh so yeah, what what are your what are your thoughts on this whole situation? I mean, I think more than anything, Capcom have done us a favor. Yeah, I don't I don't think they were in any way obligated to price this cheap. Like I know the target that's probably been put on on the wall for a lot of people when this question comes up is Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze being so expensive, right? Yeah, but it's also just a really good game, and. Yeah. Whilst it's frustrating, I respect Nintendo is just like, no, this is a good game. You know, it's not like being 10 years, like two or, sorry, two or three years later, it hasn't become a worse game and you can't put yeah. this in your Wii U to play it. Like, I don't know. I Right. Obviously, I appreciate when ports are cheaper, but yeah, I, 
I understand if companies decide to not go super cheap. Maybe Nintendo could have not 10 off of the price, but I had no problem at all but, coughing up the 80 for that for that tropical freeze. Yeah, well, and I mean, you could argue too that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch as well is technically a port, and they added some things in it, but they sort of made it like a game of the year edition, essentially, by... Um, compiling all the DLC that they released for the, the Wii U version and um, Absolutely. putting it all together on the one cartridge. Yeah. Um, and Nintendo will always have a history with their first-party stuff that they, they never really do sales with their stuff, really. No. Uh, and if they do, it's like 10% at most uh, discount. It sort of is like um, a throwback to the old Nintendo seal of quality. Like, yeah, these are quality games. and Absolutely. And they know that the people that there is a there is a market there for them, and they're always in demand for those games. Like you look at like Pokemon games from like two or three iterations ago, they're still running at like launch price essentially because um, people want those games to collect those Pokemon in those games that they might have started a bit late collecting, and they want to fill a whole Pokedex. And by by getting those games, they can collect them themselves in their in their own time, which is you know. Um, so there's still a market there for those like three, four year old, five year old games on those old systems. But, um, yeah, it's, I think this, yeah, this Okami port is really interesting. Like it's reasonably priced like, uh, and for, like you said, a very long game. Um, I think you you get a lot of bang for your buck there. Um, I think one of the main reasons I'm forgiving of the tropical freeze debacle is because it was you know, the first port of that game. Okami's been around the block a few times. Yeah, true. (laughs) Uh, Very true. So maybe that was part of the reason why Capcom decided to go for like the... Because it's like 25 bucks or something, isn't it? Yeah. That's a good price. 2995. 2995. Oh, really? Okay, it's 2495 on PS4. Okay, alright. Fair enough. But I mean, you're paying the Switch tax as well. Yeah, Switch tax. $5 $5 switch tax. <laughs> um, but even then, that's a pretty reasonable switch tax. That's oh, yeah. awful. 30 bucks for um, a game like Akami is a good deal. But I do wonder still if that's getting a, part of a reason. You're still like, getting so many, yeah, so many imports still, of that game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And with that switch uh, one as well, you're still getting $1.60 in coins to go towards your next purchase as well. Um, yeah, keeping you in that into, ecosystem. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm up to like $6 at the moment. In, I think I've got in like 5 bucks in credits. coins. <laughs> Which it just it just accumulates, and you're like, oh shit, cool. Well, maybe this next game I'll knock a couple of dollars off it. Um, it's so tricky yeah. though, because I mean, I don't envy like being the company that's putting out a port and going, look, if we price this highly, we might get shredded. Absolutely, yeah. But and yeah, they're protecting their brand and their image. Nintendo. Well, again, I keep going back to the Nintendo thing because I know that they just their ports are usually premium priced, and they're like, no, look, absolutely. This is a Nintendo game. Yeah. It's a business move, and, especially, and I, I respect it, even if I don't always agree with it. Yeah, especially with these, like, uh, Wii U ports. Like, it's yeah, it's kind of justified because, like, the Wii U didn't obviously succeed very well as a console, so there are always great games that were on that console that maybe didn't get the recognition they deserved. So they can kind of justify people um, who didn't buy a Wii U that do own a Switch now going... Well, I've heard so many good things about that game. I'm going yeah. to check it out now. So paying that full price for it isn't such a bad thing. Um, but then you have like your middle of the road stuff with like every time you get like a, a re 
reissue of like a Dark Souls game or, uh, you know, those sort of like highly regarded games that were on the PS3 that are now coming back on the PS4 and whatnot. They're being priced fairly reasonable, like $40, $45, which is a pretty, like Australian. We're obviously talking in Australian yeah, dollars Aussie bucks. here. Aussie, um, Aussie fun bucks. <laughs> Aussie fun bucks, yeah. You can only spend on the island. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, like they're they're priced fairly reasonably. Like it's like all right, cool. It's not your seventy, eighty bucks for a game. You know, fifty bucks for a game that you may have played before, but you really enjoy. You want to go back to, or a game that you missed on that previous console iteration. You want to check out now. It's not too egregious, really. Not at all. And no. I mean, companies are getting better. Like other companies are getting pretty good with their port pricing. I've, I mean, it's I guess it's necessary when ports are such a commonplace thing now as well like every other day yeah, there's exactly. a new port coming out like heck like this week we've got a Shenmue 1 and 2 HD port coming out oh of course yeah like that's and that's even that's like what 55 bucks I think for two games yeah from the Dreamcast um, and yeah like that's the thing like even when they bundle games together like this and you paying $60 for it it's like we used to well like you know the insane trilogy with Crash Bandicoot or like Spyro when it comes out those are three games on the one disc or the one cartridge or the one collection. Maybe maybe Spyro get... is. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, maybe. <laughs> but like in terms of like the 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 crash games, like it's you're paying sixty seventy dollars, but you're getting three games there. I paid. Yeah, I, I was, it was on sale, but like I paid forty seven dollars for six Kingdom Hearts games, and I'm not going to play all of them, but I'm going to play at least four of them. I mean, um, never never let it be said that Nintendo aren't willing to take a hit sometimes. They put out the Metroid Prime yeah. trilogy for 99 Australian dollars, and that yeah. has the three Metroid Prime games in one bundle. Absolutely. But still, that's that's decent. Bang for your buck what you're getting there in that package. Um, so, yeah. So, it's there, there are reasons and justifications behind all those sort of things. Um, but I do, I, like I said, I appreciate when they put games out cheaper. And... I'm standing here defending Nintendo's port pricing, but if, you can immediately call me a hypocrite when you when you go back and look at how I uh, look at their virtual console pricing. I'm like, really? Are oh, you yeah. sure I, I should be paying like $4 for an NES game? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's, so, I, I, it's, it's rough. Multiple sides to this coin. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting little discussion topic there. We... we uh, have been holding on to that one. We did actually get that last week, but we ran out of a bit of time because obviously Bumper last episode. week's episode was a massive episode with a lot of news things. So we're very sure that we, we cut you at the last minute there. I'm sorry, but we've uh, made time because we wanted to give the time for this sort of discussion because it's a pretty pretty interesting point of discussion, I feel. Oh, yeah. And like every time um, a new port is announced, you will see the, one of the very first questions that is asked will be price. People want to have a price of those ports. So. Yep. Absolutely, because they know. Because generally, they know what to expect from that type, that, that game. Because they like they've either heard about it from their friends or other people like press talking about it, or it's a game they want to go back to because they love it so much. So they just yeah. want to know. All right, we know what to expect. How much are we going to be paying for it? So that's going to be interesting to see how much that um, Diablo collection is going to be uh, on the do Switch I, when it comes out. Do you want to take well. a guess? Want to have a pot shot? Ooh, I reckon. I reckon like seventy bucks. Yeah, I was thinking like somewhere between the like seventy to seventy nine dollar price range. 
Yep. Because, like, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, it is the full base game with the Reaper of Souls expansion and the Necromancer DLC as well, which all of that, if you add that up, if you bought that when they came out, it's a lot of money. So having it all as a one convenient collection. And currently Blizzard is still supporting Diablo pretty heavily. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's just like a, a dead game that they're just sort of putting out there. Yeah. It's still being supported to this day. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, thank you very much, Sean, for your your little discussion topic. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. And like we said, we wanted to give it the time it deserved, so we delayed it to this week when we could sort of let it breathe. Uh, moving on, though, we've got a question from our very good friend, Benjamin Clark. Very, very good friend of the show. Wonderful DM. Lovely, lovely compadre. Uh, we're all good friends. Uh, of, of Big fans of Ben, so... Yeah, he asks us this week, in an RPG, and he writes in parentheses, yes, Joel, a role-playing game. It's a callback to last week's where I didn't read the question properly, so thank you <laughs> for calling me out on that. Um, someone had to. Uh, or where you can pick a class, what do you gravitate towards, and what do you always refuse, and why? Um, I always go for damage dealer. Like, if it's something like, say, like in, like... Diablo, I was like, I'm always for dealing out damage, punching things, hitting things hard. That's what I generally like to go to. I'm starting to sort of experiment a little bit more now, like especially my D&D campaign, for instance. I'm playing a paladin, which is like, you know, I can deal damage and a decent amount, but it's more of a support class. Um, and I think Overwatch has something to do with that, that I mainly play support class. Support and tank, really, are my two uh, classes that I play as. Um, in those sort of things. So, yeah. what about you, Karen? Um, I'm sort of a wild card. Like, generally, yeah. depending, it really depends on the game. It's situational in the RPG sort of game, which sounds like right. a weird way to phrase it, but, for example, in an Elder Scrolls, I'll normally go for, like, the classic, like, ranger, like, bow and mm-hmm. and sword sort of build. Of but, course. man, in a Diablo, like, I'm never playing anything that's not a wizard. <laughs> yeah. Because the spells in those games are really fun. They're really fun. Like, was it a, like when you get the one that's just like a giant red beam of energy, it's just <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, um, like the ice beam. Who's got the ice beam? There's like, what is like an ice beam, isn't it? Like that's also the wizard. <laughs> the wizard as well? Yeah, it's fucking rad. The, wizard, the wizard's that's got so a bunch cool. of energy beams. They've got like a, a a sphere that can slow down time if enemies are inside the circle. They can drop meteors. Right. Just all this cool shit. And they can shoot lightning yeah. out of their hands. Yeah. Spawn like little Hydra turrets that shoot attacks, like Yes. <laughs> but, but like in terms of like if you, you put into like a D and D setting, like wizards are pretty like there's a learning curve to using them. Like you've got do have magic missile. Mani- <laughs> exactly. But you've got to manage spells. You've got so many spells. Oh, yeah. yeah, magic missiles. It's safe bet. You know, you can't you can't go wrong with magic missile. <laughs> um always hits, guaranteed, love it. But um <clears throat> Yeah, it's like there's a lot of things you've got to manage with like like a a wizard class or a sorcerer or a even things like a bard or a I mean most if we're talking D&D well. most of those classes have a lot to manage. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I mean that's, I'm that's what D&D over, is. Yeah, like with with the with like playing a paladin like I'm already like being slightly overwhelmed when I first started playing, but it was, I purposely chose that to move myself out of my comfort zone, but having that backup of being able to hit things with a 
fucking giant axe makes things like makes life a little bit more comfortable but i've still got those things and i'm starting to realize now of like my first port of call in a battle isn't running straight in and hitting something it's like all right who are the people who are going to be doing the most damage how can i help them first so by like buffing up our you know our barbarian or our monk i can like give them the tools they need to to deal out the massive damage and then i can come in and like hack away at the ankles with my axe so um yeah i think yeah you're right though like it, it depends on the game it depends on the um like the characters themselves if they're like interesting characters or cool like that's why i play as you know <laughs> at the moment if i'm playing overwatch i want to play as uh a wrecking ball because Hammond's it's an interesting character and also is a fucking giant ball of death and I love that. So um uh, which there is are a lot RPG of... Joel, okay. Um but it says all where you can pick a class. Uh, uh I read the question properly this time. I overread <laughs> it. It's fine. Um but yeah, like in terms of like it depends on those sort of different sort of things, I guess. Uh but generally speaking, I'll always go for like the warrior class or like the heavy hitter dealing a lot of damage even in like dead cells the thing i buff the most is the brutality stat which is like giving you more damage output um i just like feeling powerful and hitting things and making them obliterate into paste so um that's my 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 jam what do you avoid joe is there any that you avoid though that's the second part of his question um so I- Weirdly enough, outside of Overwatch, healers I don't usually go for. Um, I'm usually always like, let's just get in there, get the damage done, and get out. Um, but I mean, it's started. I've started to change that, especially since Overwatch. Like, I've started to go, oh, maybe I'll look at healer classes because you know there's some interesting stuff in there as well. Being able to support people, and then that sort of carried over into D and D as well. So that's you know that's interesting to look at. Um, but yeah, I, I guess like. Maybe just like straight at defense style characters, or um, where it's like standing at the front and just taking damage. I don't yeah. like just standing there doing so, nothing. That's the thing. That's where it sort of. That's where it again, depending on the game you're looking at. Like in Overwatch, I love tanks, love them, play Diva, yeah, almost all the time. But yeah, in an MMO, which is like the yeah. other where I think of like tanks, I just don't. I don't want to be that guy who's just sucking up the hits. Doesn't sound very fun. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, because you're just standing there and just like you're just I mean, standing there. I don't want to. I don't want to boil it down too much because obviously you've got you, like most of those games have a lot of like abilities to switch between to keep yourself alive yeah. and to like manage aggro and all that stuff. But I'd just rather be the guy attacking, <laughs> or you know, yeah, I want to be hitting things. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be yeah in the front lines. Yeah, but I I, think, I would say yeah, you're right to that. Generally, my the one I would avoid would be healer as well, but. Again, it varies on games. In Overwatch, I'm happy to be a healer, but in more traditional RPGs, like typically healers, again, aren't very fun to play. They, no. it's fine to sit back and heal people, but again, I want to be in there cutting things up. Yeah, so yeah, I think in in terms of like that's that's what the beauty of Overwatch. Even though yeah, it's not an RPG, but you still got classes to choose between. I think that's yeah. the beauty of Overwatch is that they made support and healer classes fun to play they made them valuable and they made them like feel like that you weren't just standing there doing that one job. You could get into the weeds and you could like hold your own in a fight 
so and there speak, are, if you're there are RPGs where the, where the healers can can do cool stuff as well. But yeah, absolutely. Even then, I don't know. It, it again, it's it's so hard to decide for sure on a game by game basis. But healers generally, for one, I'll, I'll gravitate to less in an RPG. Of course, yeah, same. I'm very similar. Um, like healers and uh, and um, like defense characters, I suppose. I don't feel like you don't get that. You don't get that satisfaction. I I don't personally anyway. I know some people do, but like I don't get that instant rush of like, oh, I hit something. I've done a good job. That person is dead now, and I'm rewarded for it. That's I don't get that boiled down to its base form form of gratification. I guess. Yeah. So what you're saying, Joel, is when we eventually jump on the Monster Hunter to hunt down the Behemoth, you don't want to be the tank. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I just like yeah I that was cool about Monster Hunter as well where like switching between I found I was like rotating between weapons like I started going I went in with like the blades like the dual blades because I was like they're fun they're quick I like quick movements I like quick attacks as well so that was fun but then I was like all right cool maybe I'll switch it up and I started using things like the um the uh the charge sword like being able to like charge stuff into a like build up enough energy into the sword and then like banking that into a more powerful attack it's yeah you know being a bit more calculated with things compared to just rushing in and hitting things really quickly which i normally like doing so um but yeah um thank you very much for that ben that was a fun little discussion there Hmm. yeah i really like that um and i read it properly so (laughs) a round of applause for joel yeah, I can read. I do words good this week. Um, alrighty. Finally rounding out our, our bonus round this week. <clears throat> We've got a game from our good friend, Mr. Broderick Gordes, co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast. If you like television series uh, as much as you like hearing people talk about video games, uh, then this is the podcast for you. It's very, very great. Uh, Brod and his co-host, Damask, take a season of television each week and they break it down in a spoiler-free and spoiler-filled discussion segment. Uh, before that, they do a off-topic, hot-topic segment where they break down some of the news of the week uh, in the entertainment industry, and uh, it's just really great to listen to. They're really charismatic and lovely, lovely people, and they know their shit when it comes to talking about um, television and production and things like that. So if you like hearing people get real uh, down and dirty with that kind of stuff, they're really, really great to listen to i cannot recommend it enough go and check them out they're fantastic uh and broad's overseas at the moment so he actually sneakily gave us this one last week just to pull back the curtain a little bit um but he had he had a a a tradition to uphold so he's overseas at the moment um so wherever you are broad listening we hope you enjoy us answering your little playing your little game he says game time Joel and Kyron are ready for battle. Put together your own dialogue options hosts Super Smash Brothers characters. Based on existing character movesets, choose your B, up B, down B, side B, recovery, and smash ball moves. Try to tie them into your own brand of or characteristics. Three, two, one, go. So, so we th- let's yeah. press preface this. We we prepped yep. for this one. <laughs> We did. We we do, we took a little bit. We took like a good twenty five minutes before we started recording the segment. Otherwise, um, it would have just, legitimately been like a whole podcast of us going through a Smash Brothers moves, going, "Oh, we could use that one because there's so and, much in that game that I love." 
and a lot of dead air and a lot of umming and ahhing, and that's not yeah. fun for anyone. So it's <laughs> we did that beforehand. We did the hard yards, so now we can sort of go through here. Um, all right, how do you want to how do you want to lay this out? Do you want to take one bit each? I think we take one. We go back and forth. Back and forth. All right. Do you want to do you want to kick it off then, Karen? Sure thing. All so right. we what start off with our with our special with our, our final smash. Yep. Which we are borrowing from from Donkey Kong's. If anyone is, is if this? you haven't played Smash, Donkey Kong's. I think it's it might be different now. I don't remember. I haven't seen it in Ultimate yet. Yeah. But previously, he would whip out his bongo drums from Donkey Konga and just sort of yeah. drum out a little beat, which is nifty. Yep. And it would have like little button prompts on screen. If you nailed those, it would get better. Uh, our version of that is we jump behind our desk and yep. whip out our mics and just exactly. start getting excited. If you nail the button prompts, if you don't, we sort of just slump and take damage. Yeah. <laughs> I, ideally, ideally, we'd have like a screen set up behind us, maybe like playing like like an E3 presentation. That's like yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. And then it's like, if you miss a button prompt, it plays like some of EA's <laughs> and the sports segment of EA's. We start to get like less excited about yeah. that. But and take know. damage. <laughs> yeah. There's a running theme throughout. So I, I, I'm very proud of us, Karen. I think we've done very well with this. Yeah, like, it, like you said, someone gets Sakurai on the horn. We've got a character exactly. for Exactly. I think we've got this ready to roll. It's like, you know, we get the art all lined up. It's all fine. It's going to be good. Um. So yeah, I love that smash that that smash ball. <laughs> that was when we got first. Like, like it was just immediate. Yeah, exactly, it made sense. It just us getting excited, and I think everything sort of snowballed from there. Um, all right. Speaking of being hyped, it's going to be a whole thing. Uh, we've got our B attack. So just our regular B attack is kind of like uh, Samus's charge beam. You can charge it up. It's us just like building hype, and then we basically let out a powerful like beam. That's just the word hype over and over and over again. That it will just like lay waste to people in front of us, um, you know. Unless Joel does a really Jolly Max special, exactly. Yeah, then I'll fire in the opposite direction. And I no think there should be a percentage chance that that happens. Oh yeah, I like that. So but to let people like, you know, in on the in joke, the Jolly Max special is when Joel plays as Samus in Smash and charges his special. He's like his charge beam and misses everyone by firing it firing at the wrong direction. Yep, because I'm a dumbass, and now everyone knows. Um, yeah, exactly. I'll, really, it took him to this point. 106 I mean, episodes in of listening to me. The the episode last week where I didn't read a fucking question properly and then just like <laughs> proceeded to spurt out something sort of like thing that made me look like the biggest idiot in the world. So yeah, look, if you've gotten this far, you're pretty comfortable in knowing that I'm not the smartest, the sharpest tool in the shed. I was about <laughs> to say the smartest tool in the shed. So there's another example of it just to add to the pile of... Uh, my, ha- my my mouth goes and then my brain follows. That's how things work. That's fair. how I operate. That's fair. Yeah. It's probably not the most optimal way of doing things. But yeah, that's our regular beer attack. Uh, so our recovery borrows from the ice climbers, wherein one of us will grab the other one and launch them up higher. And they will yep. be trailing either a GameCube mm-hmm. controller cord or a mic cord, which then the other will get lifted up by. Very much yep. like the ice climbers barely attack, or however you, however you want to say it's the the attack that they use to recover. Yeah, and I just want to take a second just to read off the uh, the Smash Brothers Dojo uh, <laughs> for Brawl. Read. This is for Brawl. For, this is for Brawl. Uh, where is it? I've lost it now. It's down here. Um, they do. Fuck. Where is it? Oh my god! I've got it, it here. Right Joel. here. I can read All it. All right, you've got it. All right, cool. So it's a it's a picture of him using their recovery. 
and the the subtitle the, the caption is literally when you use ballet with two climbers they perform a feat that leaves you dazzled at the depths of their friendship <laughs> which i feel is applicable to us yeah, yeah we we, we are weekly, the ice climbers. We, perform, we get we get we, dropped we are, from a game and we come back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, this is the start of our resurgence. Ultimate is our time to to shine. <laughs> <laughs> God, oh, I love this so much. Um, all right. So we've got our down B move now, which is our hype up boost. So basically, what we do it kind of works like our clouds uh, limit break uh, charge. So we, if you hold down B, we basically just like start talking to each other and hyping ourselves up about some sort of game. Maybe like your P five appears in the background, or like, it could, you know, it could be, it could be a bunch that it picks from. <laughs> yeah, it like, like, like how, rotates through them, and like how Pac Man like does down B and picks out like a random object. <laughs> yes, yeah, I like that, and then we start getting hyped about it. Um, basically, that will will boost uh, any of our B attacks in a way. So if the probably, if probably just our the, our next one to work like cloud. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or even like the the normal B like hype attack, so you can make your charge beam a little bit stronger. It's not like super OP. We might be OP at launch, but they'll we'll scale get us back. <laughs> yeah, we we do the blizzard technique. That's how we roll. Um, but yeah, that's our that's our down B is our hype up boost. Uh, we also have a variant of our up B for when we're on the ground. Oh yes. Which is where we... It's similar to our aerial one, except if it's on the ground and the other person gets thrown up, they enter a screw attack-like attack that Samus would use. Mm-hmm. And just sort yep. of... Just rack up a bit of damage as as they yep. rise into the air. Exactly, you know. Can be used to like get from one platform to another as well, but not generally used as a, like a uh, recovery technique. It changes if we're in the air. If one, so, of, us on the, uh, if one yeah. of us has their feet planted on the ground, it is different. Exactly, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned our side B as well, which is like a, a an audio boost where we let out like a... Um, I definitely missed after... that one, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Well, yeah, you mentioned it and then you skipped over it. I was like, okay, all right. Uh, but no, we've got our, our side B as well, which is basically um, we let out like a giant audio boost, like us holding our microphones and sort of like shouting out like audio waves that would come out. Um, and depending on like how much you've charged up, Using the down, down B hype up boost depends how much damage and how much maybe range as well. Maybe it goes a little bit longer, like range and like for projectile speed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you know varying factors there. Um, that's all for Sakurai to figure out. All the behind the yeah behind the curtain he can, stuff. Yeah, he can work on the numbers. We've just come up with the we've come up with the flashy stuff. He comes up with the numbers. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's fine. He's got plenty of time. It's fine. It's not like he's that busy. Come on. Seriously. Yeah, it's fine. We did He's this got... in half an hour. Yeah. How hard is it? I'm, yeah, I'm so sorry. I feel, I feel terrible for yeah, saying I that. Feel, yeah, I know. It's a feel really bad bringing that up. We he's, probably over, he's probably over there right yes. now, still working on a Sunday on a new character. Yeah, he hasn't slept for 48 hours. He's just powered through. He's taped like <laughs> scheduled 15 minute naps every now and then. That's all he does. If he's lucky. Powers down. Powers down for a second. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that's our that's our character. That's pretty cool. I think you could just imagine like our artwork that Sean the, the the artwork that Sean's done for us, just that. Um, although in my mind we kind of look like me's. I don't know why. Oh no! Please don't do that to me. <laughs> but we look better. We look better than me's. I don't. I don't want to be a me. 
<laughs> I don't want to be me. Don't don't make it happen. There, there's the title of the episode there. I don't, I don't want, want to be to me. Be me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Has nothing to do with a very specific part of the episode. Um, but yeah, that's fun. That was, that was fun. that was kind of I enjoyed that. I'm, I'm really excited for a new Smash. Oh, me too. After playing that little bit with you last week of Wii U, oh boy, I'm so ready for some new Smash Brothers. I'm ready to find out what spirits mode is, if that's actually a thing. I don't know. I'm so ready. I just just want it. I want it now. Let's go. Um, But in the meantime, we'll thank Brod for his wonderful contribution to the episode uh, and his little game there that he's brought us. Lots and lots of fun. Um, Yeah. Good times. That's probably probably an episode. That's an episode, I reckon. A nice, tidy little episode there. Do you want to bring us home, Kyron? Sure thing, Joel. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate it, especially if you've reached this point. It means you've you've listened to us go on about games for like a good two hours, and we do do respect that you've given us your time. Uh, If you would like to keep in touch with us, you can hit up our website, where we are just www.dialogueoptions.com. Uh, you can shoot us an email over to contact at dialogueoptions.com. And of course, both Twitter and Facebook, where we are just Dialogue Options as well. In addition, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's Podbean, Podchaser, iTunes, whatever it is, uh, we do truly appreciate any likes or reviews or stars or thumbs up or squabbles you can give us. It makes all the difference, quite literally. And our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, at LemonManX, where this week I've my Twitter's been all over the place, Joel. Just all over the place. Yep. Yep. But um, most recently, I have tweeted about... Mostly, I tweet actually, I, I retweeted something that um, I don't want to mess up his name. The guy who's do it behind the uh, Metal Gear movie. Tier, uh, like, uh, at, Jordan Voigt-Roberts? Yeah, that's the one. So yep. he retweeted someone's amazing fan art of a bunch of cool posters they had conceived for like the Metal Gear Solid, like the five core Metal Gear Solid games. And they look gorgeous. Oh, cool. And I love I'll them. I'll have to check that out. I haven't checked that out yet. I absolutely recommend it. But where can they find you, Joel? You can find me at Jolly Mac, where speaking of Twitter, I have not been really on it this week. I've either been at work, sleeping, or playing Dead Cells. That's I. That's I really haven't tweeted anything since I posted about uh, being excited about the Japanese drum game coming west, and I'm very excited about that. Um, Look, I'll tell you what, Joel. My, about it. my Twitter activity has been lacking. But yeah. uh, you know what? I, you know what I did learn this week, Joel. What'd you learn? What'd you learn? Um, Look, I myself, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. Oh yes, but uh, there's an audio book coming out later this year for the history of yep. magic or whatever that is partially being narrated by. Natalie Dormer. Now, that's great and all. I'll happily listen to listen to her voice give me anything. But guess what, Joel? Yep. She what? got sorted into a house. <gasps> what is she in? Well, she she's got me wanting to change houses. Yep. She's in bloody Hufflepuff, mate. <laughs> Fuck yes. So yes. Uh, you all heard her to hear oh! first. Hufflepuff wins the Harry Potter house contest. Like, I'm sorry. Fuck yeah, it does because they're we're the best. I'm going to see if but I can I'll... slip the sorting hat of 50 to, to change around my sliver and sorting. No, no, no. You just do what Harry did. You just got to be like, no, don't. Please. Please don't make me. Please don't make me a Slytherin. Don't put me in Slytherin. Please don't do it. That's all you got to do. 
Okay. You're just going to whimper I mean, a little bit in if first it works, year, but If it fine. worked for the protagonist, I'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. You're totally fine. But yeah, um, so that was my oh, uh, my, my life-changing lesson. Like, Hufflepuff wins. Uh, Infinite points yeah. to Hufflepuff. <laughs> um, absolutely. We're the best. We have a fucking badger as our icon. It's the best. And that's to have a second we're best awesome. thing you got going for you. But but yeah, we're just awesome. We're just we're we're chill. We're, we I, I see back. that now. I, I I see that, and I am sorry for mocking Hufflepuff as a house so often. Exactly. See, we're just we we hang back. We're totally fine with being. I went and saw Puff, so we're we're okay with being. It's like you know, third or nothing. That's our that's our logo. That's our slogan. Our unofficial <laughs> slogan. It's third or nothing. Oh that's us. God. We're happy to be in third. It's totally fine. Happy to be here. Are you good now? Are you good? We're fine. I'm no. I'm just. That's made me so happy. <laughs> More people. Oh. Aaron Hansen right, from then. the Game Grumps, Hufflepuff. I need Love to it. get. I maybe I need to resort myself. Yeah, that's it. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. We'll see. Um, but until then, let that wonderful theme song by you, Joel, take us out, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Dialogue Options Podcast.